Rise podcast. This week, we are talking about a scary movie. I ain't. This is, uh, but in all seriousness, this is a polarized podcast. This is a podcast about polarizing movies. This is where we talk about movies polarizing the sense of Rotten Tomato scores, whether they are polarizing critics, love it, audiences hate it, or vice versa. We are getting into it. Like I said, we're talking about a spooky movie, getting ready for Halloween. Um, I couldn't talk about movies and films well enough just by myself. So I, uh, you know, I not enlisted, but I couldn't do this without. So it's a requirement, not an enlisting. It's a requirement that I talk about it with one of my best friends, Mr. James Lindsay. Reported for How the hell are you? Reported for duty. <laughs> I have to be and I am here. I am ready, sir. I was gonna say, what yeah, is, I was like, this is a this is a uh, a service we're performing here, <laughs> talking about movies, <laughs> and and I couldn't do it without you, James. Uh, how the hell are you? And it is my honor to serve with you in the polar bear kingdom. <laughs> is it kingdom? Okay, I like that more than I was thinking nation, but and that's I don't know. That sounds a bit better. I, I do like that. No, you like it. Okay. I just, but it also kind of is a little doughboysy, probably. Maybe we could maybe I, it, keep, uh, uh, keep it separate. Maybe a kingdom. Maybe a, hmm. Hmm. I lo- I'm, I'm in the kingdom. I was going to say, yeah, Nation seems like too uh, talk radio hosty, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of vibe. <laughs> and, 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 uh, okay. Yeah, not that, not that. <laughs> Not that, not that. So see, yeah, I don't think we should do nation. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board with kingdom for the time being. I mean, or, you know, today we're talking about the witch, which is a a set in 1630 New England. So is there, are we the polar providence? (laughs) 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 Welcome to the, the, the polar providence. Polar Town. Polar Town. Polar Town. This is Polar Town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm, you know what? I'm really, uh, all this giggling. I'm excited about this movie. I'm glad. Truly. This is a, truly this is a new one for you. You haven't, you haven't uh, watched this one before. I haven't watched this one before. Is, is there that a reason why you haven't? I mean, you've been aware of it. It just didn't really like. Oh, I know. I didn't. Uh, I was. You're fancy at all? No, I wasn't aware of it at all because oh. I just I, I I look at horror esque movie posters and just go, that's not for me. <laughs> and I just and I and I think about some, something else or look at another poster. But I typically because also this since this the name of this is just the witch. It also falls into the same category of like a lot of horror movie, you know, names. And um, I, I don't know if I would go so far to say like during the time that it came out, but maybe, I don't know when the conjuring came yeah, out, I was you know, to say the conjuring or something, like you know, the, but then there's also a couple other ones, right. Where it's like the something and it's um, in, yeah. Reference to an object or a yeah. person. I mean, I'm and thinking of now older ones of, uh, because I've been on the whole John Carpenter thing with our our heroes playing check boys, but like the thing and the fog. I mean, that was kind of yeah, great examples. Yeah, whole 
whole spiel or just a one word without the like i know it's annabelle halloween i gotta stop i gotta get in my head i gotta think more like modern stuff because this but this kind of sets yeah. itself outside a lot of the lines of certain modern the modern kind of horror movies or it's uh um, it's kind of in the vein of kind of like the i've i've was kind of doing just bare minimum not minimum but just a little bit of research of of this movie and people compare it to like hereditary and the the movies coming around that time and um I read yeah this, for sure i read this article that was kind of that was kind of interesting about how people uh the the i should attribute uh the authors andy crump how the witch accidentally launched a horror movement and he was talking about how this term um elevated <laughs> horror became uh really popular after uh the witch and was no shit okay but i like what he does is he just kind of trashes that term uh near the end of it i can i'll maybe i'll read a read a couple well, uh, yeah as well as he should because i mean yeah blurbs of it um it really just puts things into a box which yeah you can't take yourselves too serious on stuff like that it's it's good to find a way to kind of bucket things together so you can go like build things up for sure but yeah once you start going like oh which is honestly something that i you know maybe we can work out in these discussions but i'm i'm down to continue to do scary movies because i think i typically bucket scary movies all together and go that's not for me mm-hmm. and i mean these last two movies are like if it and it follows as well as another great example because, uh, you know, those movies. Because it's great. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, like I'm more of this because this is really um, a horror movie in the sense of it is horrifying with some of the actions that take place. And it is also very scary in the tone and setting that it's in that is unnerving, unsettling, whatever. Um, And yeah, I mean, man, it's, it's something, it's something else. And I'm really loving these seeing fresh takes on the horror genre because it does get me excited about watching more horror movies um because yeah i don't know i still haven't like fully cracked into it because i think if yeah like it follows probably would have been a good one for me to go like oh if horror movies are being made like this then i should watch more of them because man it follows is such a fantastic movie and i would say it's one of my favorite horror movies um because yeah um because it is truly terrifying and it's just also um so it's it doesn't rely so heavily on the more straightforward or stereotypical elements of horror movies and it really is it can function outside of horror and i think that's why i find it so gratifying or so interesting is because it you could not call it a horror movie and call it something else maybe like a thriller adjacent and it would still fit into that because it doesn't sure. fall into what a like a, something like an x-files episode or some shit yeah uh, yes absolutely but it, it yeah it doesn't have to be about murder i guess is like maybe the distinction i kind of make in my mind or gore fest or something or a gore fest or something like that yeah that's i mean that was that was really hot for a moment and i i think i think for me and every every movie that you listed is something that i would glob onto as well and i would consider myself not someone who's a super into 
horror movies that kind of would would be a horror movie almost combined with something else like a, a super like a supernatural or sci-fi kind of thing i i glob on a sci-fi movie alien in the thing i i mentioned the thing as mm-hmm. some of my favorites of but uh in in some of those that you mentioned as well you more recently like yeah hereditary and it uh and midsummer and, and and stuff like that uh but i think the atmosphere and uh the dread of of those movies of like it just kind of wears you down and it puts you in that position of what the characters are are feeling and doesn't rely too heavily on the jump scares you know which is nothing there's nothing inherently wrong with a good jump scare it's it's abuse there's abuse of it i think and even something like it uh which was i thought pretty well executed did rely a little heavily on the jump scares a bit at a, at a certain point in those movies which was kind of, kind of uh, yeah a bummer. for sure it, it ne- felt the need to like remind you to be scared where it's like the you don't really need that much and these movies like it follows particularly and this one are very simplistic and minimal as far as what's going on and try to show you the least amount possible for you to like get it and also want kind of want to see more but also not really you're kind of like half looking looking away but it's not like no i want you to look at it no my name's eli roth i'm gonna make hostile and i'm gonna make you fucking look at it and you know say what you will about eli roth and there's plenty of times you could have fun in 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 his movies just a different kind of thing i'm not bashing it but it's just uh there's there is kind of like a weird renaissance isn't there like of of these kind of movies yeah i think so i've i've heard people compare it to like 70s horror or something like that like a like a rosemary baby or something of that kind of like i'm Mm. i don't know who to trust and that's that's terrifying i mean that's like that's almost like get out or something of of just you you can't trust anyone around you and everyone's telling you and reassuring you that everything's okay and don't worry about it like something is super fucked up and wrong about what's going on right now and taking a that's that simple premise and pushing it all the way and not feeling you have to like go too far past that or if you are you do like the b movie thing and that has its kind of success and failure in in movies as well something like cabin in the woods i i enjoy a lot which is a little bit more of that where it takes a a bonkers idea and, and and explores every side of it and and it is a little bit too excess but i enjoy that side and something like this is more just minimal and almost like she's like jaws like the witch is like jaws in this movie or something where you don't really see mm-hmm. the shark too much but you know like the shark is constantly there you look out into the woods and you see like the ocean or something and you just know that there's a shark or there's the witches out there looking back at you oh, waiting yeah and that just takes super excellent direction and uh, like full follow through of your concept to the point where, yeah, he's Robert Eggers is writing and directing this movie. And this is his debut movie. Um, mm. Debut move. Debut de- <laughs> move. Uh, and uh, it's fucking amazing. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> surprise like holy shit movie is is a fucking amazing just a spoiler alert but um he restrained and it's just not like those not like any of those movies are are bad or whatever even like scream or something like a more satirical sort of thing that's like a lot of fun too that's like a gotten to the point where it's meta and it's making fun of slasher movies there's just so many different genres within the horror movie 
Um, yeah. But this one is a f- like folk tale, like a fairy fairy tale, fucked up like folk tale. It's just something where it's like super thought out, super researched. You, this guy's super passionate about bringing this vision and pouring over text to create dialogue and stuff. And it's like, this is totally something that would be polarizing, right? It's like, not everyone's going to enjoy that. I find that entertaining. I, I, I get it. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah so absolutely. First time. Um, and, and not a huge horror. It, so what are, you said it follows or are there some other like horror movies you say you like a lot? <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought get out was uh pretty good, but I do, um, that for me kind of goes along with what you were saying about, um, Oh, the, what were you just, the, where it kind of gets into the jump scares. Um, it, it really sometimes walks a fine line where it does get it. it um, yeah, it, it loses its mood and focuses on the violence mm. and um shock value kind of stuff shock value yeah that's also another great way to do it um but it it's just so but regardless i like that movie a lot because it is just so unique and so interesting and yeah and and, and it really scared me and um, the mental yeah. part of that movie is really great too and anytime someone has to deal with what's going on internally is is extra terrifying where it's just not even a physical threat, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. The, the place, I can't remember the, the name of it, but the place that uh, people go when they're put under the spell by the, the hypnotist mother. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. mm, Yeah. Truly chilling uh, to you, to the core because yeah, you just uh, experience and, all of this to the credit of the way that it looks and what is set up to get you there. But yeah, you just feel a complete sense of loneliness and inability to do anything and helplessness. Um, yeah. So great movie. I I enjoy And people, normal looking people to it's you, whether you can trust someone right next to you is, yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah. The, in the material of something like the thing and, like alien which i don't know yeah like stuff i like but um i mean there, yeah there are there's there's good you know like jump scare horror movies too but i think we can both agree that it's not one of our most visited uh mm-hmm, sure those things that i try to um update myself on and and kind of go through some like just to be historically aware of film of of certain films just to understand where it's coming from and i've been trying to do that more recently like with your friday the 13th and, and halloween's and and mm. seeing that process but it's just something that yeah that doesn't come natural to me so it is a little bit more of a challenge for for me as well to get in that headspace um because i am a totally. little baby as well sometimes like i don't yeah right enjoyable it's just like oh geez i'm so scared um but if it i don't know it makes if there's like that extra bit of one i don't i need to put qualifiers on everything but those are just the ones i i naturally go mm-hmm. a bit more is there's a some sort of maybe fantastical um supernatural sort of thing however with this one it's very cut and dry there's a fucking witch in the woods yeah let's and, let's get into it yeah and she's gonna fucking get you dude like she's 
And uh, yeah, well, let's 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 get the fuck into this fucking bonkers um, folktale. Uh, hour and a half, The Witch, um, twenty sixteen. It came out. Um, the Veach. It was. It's spelled with the two V's. I I, I think I read that. It was like those were the stylized. Yeah, uh-huh. it wasn't really the W wasn't really used at that time. Uh uh-huh. so much. I, I some I'm butchering. I'm sure, but. Uh, it's just that it's that tr- trying to be that accurate. No, this guy is, is yes, yeah, old spooky, uh, witch ghost story. It it seems like, and just um, he cares so much about setting, yeah. I mean, even down to the poster being accurate, like all of that is in service of going, like, this is as real as it, it like this is real this ha- this is happening in this time period which yeah just um transports you and adds a lot of validity to the uh to what happens because you just there isn't a sense of like oh this is a we're in a movie it just the world is so realized and lived in that it really is just you're watching and uh, also too since it's so unglamorous so bare bones like really it's such a it's a movie as a snapshot of somebody going through a particular moment in their life and you just all of it connects so well where you're like okay so i'm just like the and the talking the clothes everything really just gets you into that place that place 1630 New England, man. Yeah, We're talking. These are the movies that this guy's made. 6030 New England. I forget when the lighthouse takes place. He's the director of the lighthouse. Mm, yeah. He decides to make these period pieces of movies that I don't know. I feel like no one else is doing. And it, it's just in the way that you're saying it's fascinating for me to see almost like a, a historic historical lesson. <laughs> I know it maybe that's right. maybe that sounds stupid, but it's just like, well, this guy did his homework. Maybe some of these things are drawn from accurate sources and he's trying to portray them in a way that would not only be accurate to, yeah, like you say, wardrobe or, um, or how they, how they build their, their homes and, and, uh, the familial relations and dialogue and the fucking dialect that, you know, for me, it's just, I've seen this movie three times now and subtitles is, is the way to go. Um, that's what i did one time i watched it, first time i watched it, i think it was this terrible quality rip i don't know some uh, bad version that was um really bad so i couldn't really un- not understand anything anyone was saying and there was no subtitles but somehow i just kept <laughs> watching it and watching it so i made it a point like oh i gotta see it again because i didn't fully experience it properly the first time and then here we are and this is my third time um and i was very excited to revisit this i, I watched the lighthouse twice as well because it's just uh it he puts you in that world ag- aggressively kind of just right off right off the bat um and there is really good cinematography even if it is dull toned um you know desaturated sort of stuff and it's like foggy and and mm. and everything and the ratio of the cameras and this funky sort of ratio where it's not it's not normal and lighthouse is even more so as like a box in, in the lighthouse. Um, but you're just, it's just riveting, man. And uh, so if you want to go through the beginning, I, this is a scene, I believe it's just starts off the bat of them getting kicked out of their village, which I just. By their own volition, really. 
Like yeah. you, they're given given the opportunity to stay. Help me understand. Yeah, because I didn't fully because I read it, but I just didn't didn't fully understand as it was happening, and maybe it just jumps into it so quickly. But yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting uh, tidbit is, is that Robert didn't want to have that have this oh, wow. whole scene that we're about to old old Robert Robbie. Uh, didn't want to have this whole scene at all. He wanted to start the movie where they were already at the, at the farm and just take it from there. And so he said that he wrote this in a way where it was going to, in his mind, be so prohibitively expensive that the studio would just go, okay, well, it's good, but we don't, we don't want to pay for that. And then they loved it so much that they did it and it's wow. the most expensive s- scenes in the movie and it's got because yeah, it's got a lot of sense. a lot of extras there's even a whole sense. like whole town yeah. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole town going on there and um so it starts with them at a town hall meeting and it's essentially they're making uh the uh like not clergymen but cler- leaders of the town are are calling them out for being essentially disrespectful or not being compliant or it maybe it's just like giving people shit like uh, yeah i don't know exactly that what gets them that, what i read it, as far as the synopsis goes says they're being like too religious or, or like too yeah, no that's it yeah about about everything and being imposing and that makes so to- complete sense for their characters um to to be that way and just what's the way you see oh my god yeah in the movie um yeah so you think just they're they're just walking around being like hey what are you doing i'm doing i can't do the accent i want to do the oh no there's no way i can't i'm doing the ray winston i'm just doing i I go straight to ray winstone brain and i can't help it (laughs) i think Winstone could have been that should we just go through our segment right now if uh (laughs) ray winstoning yeah i mean he he could be good as as the dad i could totally picture it but this guy was just bad he's the tall imposing and that that voice man is just amazing uh it's incredible he's also got the longest face in the game my god that that his it just is like oh man it it something it's like else glass kind of too it's like wider on the forehead and that kind of comes down <laughs> right but it maybe not full martini glass but it, yeah <laughs> to look at and and i think it just anna taylor joy now is uh a superstar yeah more just part of everyone's what everyone uh is thinking about after all her other amazing amazing uh performances but this was her debut performance as well yeah uh-huh uh i don't know if you'd feel about it the same way now since she is so famous but it just helps you escape not really knowing anyone in this movie uh to its great effect as far as uh casting goes um and i mean well I, I would say that both of the Ray, uh, Ralph Inez and Katie Dickey are Game of Thrones people, though. So it's That's like the only thing I think of, yeah, is Game of Thrones, which is also like a I don't know, at least not in the same time period, but a period piece where it's like they seem kind of out of our modern time, and they, they like visually, they, yeah, absolutely, they, like they could just yeah be at that time. And then you got the fucking creepy twin. <laughs> oh my god, those twins are! I hate. Uh, I don't like them. Uh, just thinking about them gives me the fucking chills. Holy shit! I, okay, so let's. Okay, uh, let's save it. Let's let's get there. Let's get there. So, we're, we're, and then you got the brother is a is a is a great actor as well. He's got some hard line deliveries to to nail, and he he, he does a he does a solid job. 
Oh yeah. All Ever this, uh, all this dialogue that these kids have to have to give and and um it's it's like a Shakespearean play. I don't I'm not cultured enough, but it's just this old English thing. It's just it's brings me in more. For some people I could see it polarizing um them sure. pushing them away, which I'll you'll see with some of the reviews later, but it brings me in for sure. It makes me want to like really like listen to every word and watch every scene and see what's going on because i am not familiar with this so it's just like what is this about this is this is i'm so curious and to see to see what happens but thank you for telling me about that opening scene i was kind of confused so they they're kicked the fuck out yeah for being too religious so that you're we're set up with our characters that we're going to be with for the whole movie as being outsiders like they're not it's not a situation of the village ah it already it starts all of the religious stuff in this movie which really is a strong thread through this is that the the convictions that these people have towards their religion is a part like is also their undoing because they're the devil is able to weasel its way through and then they're they're like devotion to christ is just actually is wavering i it, it i yeah it's inter- i haven't quite like understood exactly what the movie is trying to say there but it's definitely there because you're we're at the you know least, uh irony which is always a always a good thing to place in you know these people that that's true are so true devoted and and to the point where they outcast themselves is their great undoing as well and i know that what is the the mother say she's like i feel like job's wife yes uh-huh very job sort of situation it's like god just being a petulant child and being like you know what let's i'm gonna strike up a or i think de- the devil goes up to god and is like let's strike up a you're here and fuck with this guy job and he's like yeah let's let's see how much fucked up shit we can do to him and see if he still loves me and i he, that's just how i feel like they especially the father is viewing himself as this is a test and this is all yes for sure how i'm going to rationalize it um right which is what you would i don't know as as in that time i think i think this takes place like i read like 60 years before the salem witch trials Uh correct paranoia towards specifically witches is just starting to to happen and i think I don't know. This, what is it? The Spanish Inquisition, I think, was shortly before this, in like the 1500s or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, it was interesting historically, cont- contextually, and, and all that stuff. I did a little bit, just a tiny bit more digging this time around since we're doing a podcast about and all that stuff. But uh, knowing its place in history and and knowing their mindset going into the woods, and man, it's so so immediately just puts you in that. When does when does the the choral women singing um start going off? Because once that starts, I'm already just like at fucking edge. That when they're leaving, I'm I'm a little worried. And then they find their spot and then they do that big uh kind of thank you, Lord, for our land. They pick their spot. Mm-hmm. I think it's that point when they show the woods and it's just kinda uh foreboding. Buckle. Yeah, for sure. Thank you great word yeah <laughs> buckle the fuck up for, for yeah right you know and that you already feel dread at the beginning and i think that is so 
important to bring your audience into the horror you're about to experience. That's just so important that it's just kind of dangling it uh, and not showing like a cold open of like, oh, here's the there's a witch here. Here's what she does. And then getting it's just. Kind of, but we do get that, which I, is, is I would. No, there's not a cold open, but so we're at this point now. Is so we they they all join hands and they praise God for the land that they have found, and that is the backdrop is the forest, and then we uh, cut to them have already sometime a little bit of time has passed because the wife um, has the child, and um, the there's this baby Samuel that's in the mix, and we get a shot of. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy uh, Thomason, she is playing peekaboo with the newborn child. Man, this just starts the shit so quick. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and so it's that whole thing of like, I can't remember if Thomason looks away because she's called by something. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the twins playing with uh, Black Phillip because I didn't realize the importance of what was going on with the twins and Black Phillip until like the end of the movie because they just are like these fucking, I don't know, creepy little twins just yeah. like well, ye- I mean, yelling and screaming. Their connection is never fully explained either and their resolution isn't as well. Nope. But they are in it with Black Phillip, like right off the bat, too. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, she's just looking, she's closing her eyes. She's not looking away. She's just closing her eyes. And once she closes her eyes, uh, within like a half, I don't know, like a second or so, it just like she opens them again, it's like does peekaboo, and like baby's fucking gone. She hears like a going into the woods and looks out and sees like a branch kind of. That's all you get. You get peekaboo with a baby. It's just as far as like film language and everything goes to to create that as I mean obviously a baby's getting fucking stolen that's terrifying yes but, but already on edge yeah so I maybe and then you see the witch going into the forest and then there's this yeah. forest and then you see a little bit of the witch going into it mm-hmm. and then um Editing then we see as well that's all that's all I'm saying just how that's done is just. Phew. I don't understand the critiques and we'll get into them later about people saying this movie slow because I was blown. Away. I, I know. You know what? I think if I was really, if you're just like, what the fuck are they saying? I guess. Yeah. If you're in that headspace, I, I guess I just, like, um, this is just like drab looks like dark and I can't see anything. I've read a few of the reviews, but like uh, those are uh, a lot of the big hits. Well, you'll see later is I can't see anything and I don't understand anything. And they kill the fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, but that's... So, no, I mean, that's subject matter, yeah. But it just as far as... At, if the atmosphere is this movie. That's just like... A, that's a part of it. This, the stylistic choices and, and its presentation. And then once you get to the subject matter is also almost stylized to the point of like historical... Historically accurate that, yeah, it just... I don't know. If you're looking to just like have a popcorn munchin slasher flick or something... Right. Right you might get turned away. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get turned away, it's, it's going to be the, it should be the scene that's, uh, happening now in the movie where it's, uh, the, we do see the witch. That's what I wanted to bring up to you is that I found it really interesting that we did see the witch. It's so early on in the movie. Mm -hmm. 
I guess we don't like fully see her face, but we see so much of like her arms and her legs and her body and like her movements too. So there was a lot, there was really a lot given to the audience right off the bat, which I think it, now thinking about it is smart because then I always knew what was in the woods you know as opposed to yeah right off very early yeah, right I guess you know that it's real whether like some oh like is it are they really just paranoid and they think there's witches because that you know that's what was going on and everyone was just freaking out thinking everyone was a witch mm, yeah being that kind of movie um and I I read one review as well it's just like you almost didn't even need the witch and it could have been just about the paranoia or something and even the fair but like little subtle things of possibilities of things of maybe they were uh making it up or something and whether that's true or not i i don't know it's all mdb trivia so it's kind of bullshit uh research from my part but uh there's like a a fungus growing on one of their crops or something that people were saying that would cause hallucinations hallucinations and somewhere really attributing it to some of the paranoia with witches and everything is people uh digesting oh interesting it's like fungus grown on some of the, the crops that they were uh, maybe the wheat or whatever but um the, or the corn maybe corn corn yeah it's all it's all fucking corn yeah um uh-huh. but that yeah you do you're right you do see just this is a fucking creepy old naked witch lady and she just stole this baby and and she fucking kills it and chops I it. Almost, uh, and, I almost threw up a little bit. Like <laughs> grinding it mortar pestle style like butter. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. The most brutal. And that's, that is brutal. like brutal. There's plenty. Of, there's markedly like quite a few brutal things that happen in this movie. But from scene to scene, you like. Thank God you don't fucking see the action of it happen. Already, I was going to yeah. her like hands over it and then pull out the knife was just like my my I just was vibrating. I feel like just I, shaking of of like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was getting nauseous. I was like, because I don't know if they're gonna show it. I don't know what kind of movie this is, and I was just so like. Oh my God, are they going to show this right now? I like the, and then I'm like uh, looking at, I'm like, okay, so this is rated R. Okay. This is an NC 17, like just hoping that maybe that'll be make it so that they don't show it. But man, it just leads you right up to that point and then doesn't show the next part, but then shows all of this like blood and guts on top of this like hollowed out tree stump and then the witch has this like really long wooden stick and she's just grinding in blood and guts into this tree stump and then we also see her just cover herself in the goo and then she starts like laughing or screaming i can't remember what the and there's some trying to block some of that crazy like block it out of my mind music right just like rising and rising and it's just a, a few shots you know it's it's and you're just, I don't know, you're, it, uh, I'm, yeah, it, it's, it doesn't, um, you don't need, you just need to show a little bit of it because you already know it's so fucked up and, 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 and they do, but it's, uh, it sets the stage for like your, rever- like the reverberations of that scene are felt long after it. So as you continue on sure. back at the homestead, that's just constantly on your minds. Cause like past that for a while it's a it's just kind of signs showing themselves in character traits and animals like uh black philip 
and the hare, the the rabbit. Um, and those signs are extremely effective because you know where they're coming from. And you know that it's it's a baby, you know, it's like it's just one thing to to kill a child in like any any sort of I don't know, it's just it's so it's one of those things where it could just i it makes sense for me why it would turn someone the wrong way it's like that for the for that moment to be worth it the movie would have to be good because if that played out if a baby is killed and sacrificed if i didn't like the movie on top of that if that makes sense then it'd be a really upsetting experience of just like not only did that happen but it's a really fucking bad movie too so are you just not not into it if if that makes sense but I, I was it just, does make I was, sense. I was just yeah. in, you know, I was just in on it. So, and it sets the stage, um, in a way. And it yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for there, it almost like the violence of the movie is bookended in this movie yeah. where a lot of violence is at the end and a lot of violence is in the beginning. And yeah, I, I think that's really nice. Because it just it doesn't require a lot, but it like a puts curve. it where oh, sorry. that's the opposite of bell curve. You like that? Parabola, <laughs> <Rabble>, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, the, I don't know. It just treats it with such care, and um, I really dug the hell out of how this wasn't going to be just this. Because I mean, again, like you're watching the movie and this is how you're starting off. It really could, you could insinuate, especially given like some of the other horror movies that are out there where, okay, so then this is, you know, kind of like set piece number one, and then we're going to have somebody else. And there really isn't so much of that. I do think there is sparks of violence when it comes to um, like the father, the mother and the brother, but all of it is the mother more so like the end of it. Okay. But like during the movie, yeah, not so much. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't like like super violent stuff. And I, I, I don't know. It, 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 this movie got what I, yeah, understood me really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed that about it where I didn't need a bunch of this blood and guts. I just needed more so of uh, anguish and like uneasiness and focusing on that. And just like these little like jabs at like, Oh, this is a brutal world because that's, you know, I think a majority of it is in service of like, man, I just, um, a majority of the time watching this, I was like, I, I don't know how people even exist now. How did we survive through this? Because that's a huge part of the horror is just living out in the woods on your own, man. That's, that's right. Funny. Like, how are they going to survive? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just, dying, And it's like this curse is placed on them and, and everything is going to shit. And they got kicked out of their, their village and, and all this stuff. And in their mind, they're like, we're doing everything right. Why is God punishing us? Um, that anguish that they're going through, it's, whether or not you like, or you care for them or you like them or anything you do, you do care for them. Cause they're, they're your, what you're dealing with your, your main character family and everything. And the majority of them, of the people in this movie are children. So yeah, you, you, they're, you're going to care for them, your children. This, this old, uh, kind of sick of sycophant kind of dogmatic parents are, you can see their, 
effects on on their children because when uh the baby is abducted what caleb is really concerned about is whether his soul is going to go to heaven because he's sure. unbaptized and he is so freaked out about that and he's it's just like you know what it's like brandon it's like anakin skywalker he's like so concerned about the dark side and whether you you know what what's going to happen he just and what you she's trying to save someone and then he just ends up turning to the dark side. he's trying to avoid it. he's trying to do the right thing so hard and he's been he's been told maybe it's not the same i'm just i'm, I'm reaching i'm reaching <laughs> he's, he's just he's just so concerned about the jedi religion you know um right that's all the jedi are just a bunch of crazy religious uh you know puritan people um well because the, it it also gives you such a like thing to hope for because your world is so incredibly brutal and on yeah just mm, there's no fun yeah I, I I think there is something to be said about the fun that the twins have and it's because of the devil uh there's something really there to what that's signaling because no one, every man, it is like you're getting up and you're fucking getting to it <laughs> or else you're going to die. And man, yeah, you just, you see the way that the boy moves and the right. And the questions he asks, like he's concerned about it. Like, could you imagine? Yeah. Being the, him having so much like, need for understanding what's after his life at such a young age i just don't think the kids you know i'm sure have any friends there's no one around there right it's just the kids and they're you know they're alone and it's yeah so we're at that point where uh what is the son's name caleb caleb yeah caleb um is going out hunting with his father before he leaves to go hunting he sees his sister and there's a shot of him looking at her bare skin mm-hmm. and i i, I don't think he's going through yeah he's he's going through these hormonal changes and he's got i i guess my sorry to cut you i was just yeah i noticed that too and i, I was gonna bring that up next as well because it just seems that he's alone he doesn't have anywhere to express these feelings the fact that the movie actually shows that, yeah, is is something that is a little, little daring to put some incestual sort of implications immediately after baby death. You know, this is just some, some real, like psychoanalyzing a situation of people being sucked, like a family being chucked out of their village in the woods together, and uh, yeah, it was. It was something that was daring to go with even just the implication of it uh, because in, for me, it was just he's looking at everything he's doing and trying to quantify how good and bad yes. actions are. And so I think that uh-huh. the purpose of that was just him experiencing that, not having any control of those urges and then for sure setting himself up like really because he thinks he's going to go to hell and that. Because he because because he has those feelings, and so seeing that it's like oh is this really necessary to see? I think it it illustrates that point of he is so pent up about thinking of of all of his sins and whether he's going to be able to go to heaven. Because if a baby can fucking die, if his baby uh, sibling brother brother uh, could die, then uh. you know what's what chance do I have? And and um. That's how I, that's how I took it. But yeah, it was, no, that's, yeah. 
No, that's a astute observation because, yeah, I think, you know, his whole like arc is like being okay with death and kind of letting uh, uh, to the point of there's actually a spell like that he's under, but like having these emotions like move through him, I think, yeah, is, is really kind of what he's going through. And it just, yeah, it's all in service of morality that people have. And there's so much, there's such a strong need for like to impose the religion and the morality by the parents. And I get, I'm trying to understand where that comes from and what, where we, what place that for the parents, where that comes from, because I, I don't know if I fully understand the motivations for them as to why they are so strong in their convictions. No, that's not made apparent. Yeah. I, which would be helpful, but you, I really always see is the fallout of it because I mean, in the, the mother in particular really just like devolves, I don't, you know, into madness because of it. And it's because the weight of it really of the, the weight brought on by fear and the way the devil plays in all of this is really interesting too, because again, like I didn't know that the, Black Philip was the devil, you know, it seems like that like might have been what role Black Philip had in it. Right. Or what? Yeah. What? Yeah. His contributions to some of the like bad things that were happening. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, man, that is, that this, is true about their history. And that is something that I would be curious about while I'm not, I'm not complaining or criticizing or, or wishing that I had more of it necessarily. Cause I do like how tight, hour and a half this this movie is and how it feels like a true ghost story that you could experience by the fire mm. or something and and kind of like wrap it up and still be like and the witch lives in the woods to this day sort of thing and uh right and it could just be like a family just like you got outcast from their village and you know it could just be that that simple and while those characterizations are yeah kind of place on them after they already leave the village i think when you say that they're imposing their will in the village, that would make sense to me because it just looks like they're having a, yeah, just having a hard time finding their foundation, obviously in this situation and knowing what to believe. And it already seems that there's this sort of, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's the Puritans and it's just a, it's everything's a trans translation upon a translation and in and, and this version, people are just very dogmatic about <laughs> what their beliefs are and imposing it on other people and thinking that this is just, yeah, leading up obviously to the Salem witch trials where they're blaming uh, woes of their village or whatever on other people. And yeah. maybe that's emblematic of what the village was doing to them as well. Maybe they're the village itself and the council is just like to, to them, it was kind of, like maybe not necessary, but that's just how things were, were done then as well. It's just, you have to leave this town and maybe didn't have to come to that, but that's just kind of how to like, to the point things were going. And I'm sure moving, I mean, even to get deeper about it, it's just like moving to a new, new fucking world. And, uh, just, you don't know what's out in the woods. Like you just showed you, you're so far from home and, and you just don't know what the fuck is going on. And it's like, that's where a lot of these, 
you know, old wives sales or whatever you, our, our form is like New Jersey devil and all that shit. And a lot of, uh, a lot of monsters are, are, are seen cause just people don't know what's out there and they'll hear noises and everything. Um, but damn, I'm, I am, I am happy that it's real and that you do see that, uh, like you said, I, I didn't think of it like the bookends, but that early super gruesome moment, just ran the words, those ramifications are felt as the rest of it is being built up and the rest of it is being characterized. Um, but do yeah, do I want more more from them? I think I think they provide enough. But yeah, that that would be that was something I wasn't fully clear on is is why that got cast out. So I guess that it could use some of that. Um, if I I mean I hadn't thought about criticizing this movie and watching it three times. If I watch a movie three times, <laughs> chances are I, I like it. Yeah. So it's uh uh I'm this is what this exercise is about too. You know. But, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those things where it's just well that he didn't have enough information about everything <laughs> he just he, he looked look, he looked at as, as many sources as he could and pulled real real things and this is this is what he got and it makes me come back to it again and try to find little pieces that i missed because um there isn't an abundance necessarily of information so you're gonna have to take what you can get and, and extrapolate from that uh but these characterizations really take place at this moment the father and caleb what is the father father's name uh, william william and uh william and kate caleb uh go hunting they see the yep. hair uh which great hair acting uh, that oh, that man, hair that man hair? i hope it so hits got it yeah hair, right? it hit its mark so hard i was like whoa holy shit look at that thing it has these eyes too. Oh my God. That were like, wow. Like, Oh, it just yeah, whew, like great hair acting. Like no eyelids just, and, and somehow looks straight into the camera. And, uh, they really got a lot out of that rabbit. Out of that hair. Of yeah. that hair. They really, they really got a lot. It seemed like he was improvising. It seemed like there was some stuff that wasn't necessarily in the script that he was just, uh, it was just thrown out there. And man, I want to see, I want to see the future, future, uh, what is it? Hop? Is that, that's a rap movie, right? Yeah. Hop, uh, hop two with, uh, with that hair. I'm, I'm super. And I, I read that Robert Eggers had the best time with the hair as far as directing. Oh my and, God. Uh, Hell yes. Pro or was a Raven? I think it was a yeah, pro. It was a Raven. So good. He said that he wanted to do a lot more with, black philip but it wasn't trained uh as well as he sure hoping for and actually like the one of the big tussles between him and the black philip and william was kind of unscripted and just kind of happened and they got it and because he was just (laughs) black philip i think was kind of (laughs) doing his own thing (laughs) yeah i believe it they probably had him killing him and stabbing him with his horns or whatever but i think maybe the tussle or something getting it getting that shot was not as planned as (laughs) as they originally had which is just knowing that's what robert eggers this guy came up with this script and his directing is just like god i gotta deal with this fucking goat today <laughs> he's just yeah animal, right animal directing and shit and dealing with that um that's got to be tricky <laughs> uh so, speaking so of yeah. real quick speaking of that you brought up um 
the script and Robert Edgar's writing and directing this. So I was watching, uh, he did this BAFTA, um, like Q and a, but then also like this speech. And, uh, he was talking about how the way that he writes his, the screenplays for his movies is he writes everything direction out so it isn't he the example he gave is like i don't write in my scripts that rome was burning i wrote i'll write um or no the example he gave that example but then he corrected himself and he's like okay i wouldn't write and then we got into a fight he would say i would write you know, he pulled out his sword, he held it like this, and just all of these fine details to the um, in, in all of the scripts that he does. And he gives so much very specific direction. Yeah. And I love it, too. He also showed it during this uh, f- uh, scene from The Lighthouse where uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson first get to the the lighthouse. And he said that that, in, you know, in a typical script, that would be they get to the lighthouse or they, you know, they dock, they walk to the lighthouse, they, they open the door to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. He's like, that actually took f- four pages for me and he talked about every little bit about them the beginning is so standing and looking in a particular way somebody leaning this way the other person not the on the shoulder like all of that stuff was clearly written out and i think that that does him so well especially in a movie like this that has child actors because the every single thing is written out for them. Like he said to the point of like how you're feeling about things and even going into grave detail about like, this is how you're feeling about this. This is why you're looking at this thing. This is why you're picking up that thing. All of that is in the screenplay. So much sense. And it really gets like the most out of these child actors where the movie just is so fucking good. And like even the people that talk bad about this movie don't talk bad about the acting of this. They talk mainly about the pace and the plot. Like, and yeah, I think it just behooves him and will continue to like it. But also too, he's talked about where he can't work with a lot of actors because they're not like, that's not, that's not a a vibe that they're into, Mm -hmm. you know, or that's not a thing that they do. It's more so kind of like, I'm going to act in this scene. You gave me the parameters. I'm going to act in this scene. And then instead of like, I have to, I have to look this way, Mm -hmm. feel this way, do all of this stuff. So it's incredibly restricting. Um, You can't really method your way through that. No, not at all. I mean, Um, maybe you could, (laughs) but I was going to say it's a, it's a play. I mean, it really is. It's, it's, yeah, it's for sure. And now knowing that it didn't have that scene at the beginning, uh, you were saying originally, yeah. I mean, it still could be a play. You just, you do one uh, scene transition. You could have this movie as a play and I would love to see it on stage. <laughs> oh my God. That would be, Oh my God. I feel like, uh, amazing. I saw, uh, I went to London and I saw a woman in black, uh, say what you will about the movie or whatever. I didn't, the movie had not come out by then. It's a Dan, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, scary movie. Uh, oh, okay. I saw the, I saw the play, the on stage version and it's, it was more scary than I feel like any, any movie I feel like I've been in. Cause I just, Oh my God, you were, you had this big stage. There was like a lot of depth to the stage. So there was different areas where you feel like anything could kind of pop up within the lighting 
and how they would use the lighting like really quickly and everything. And there'd just be a shadow or like a certain thing would move, move, uh, that you couldn't explain, you know, a little string or whatever fish wire that you can see, but you know, he'd be knocking on this door that's locked. You can open, you walk away and then you see the door kind of jangle or just like everything. And then you feel that tension in the, the tension in the audience in this full house of a bunch of, you know, I was in, it was my senior high school trip. So it was a bunch of like high school, I believe people traveling to Europe and the, it was electric man. And I was sitting near the back and I was just looking behind me waiting for like some, like it for them to interact with the audience or something you know i saw the lord of the wow. play i think that same trip so there was a lot of audience work done with the orcs that was a lot of fun so i was prepared that's right there was a lord of the rings musical i saw it it's fucking awesome whoa it was that's awesome. so cool <laughs> I how long remember. is that musical it was three hours and they did all three books whoa and there was that's song, cool there was songs and yeah I think, yeah, just Frodo and Sam, the, the their whole thing, just like, do, 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 we're going to go. And they're singing about it. I just, it was so much fun. But the orcs had these like little stilts, kind of like a flying monkeys are probably in like, was uh-huh. imagine they kind of like were hunched down and they used the stilts um, with their hands and they would just run up and down the aisles. And the, yeah, the orcs were attacking the ants and shit. <laughs> the ants were really cool. They had the big stilts. Oh, Whoa. experience that again i wonder if they still still do that that was a fun trip anyways i'm i'm off i'm way off this, this could totally, this could totally be a play i know they yeah. uh there was a i think it was a middle school i don't even know it was a high school um did a stage play of alien and it looked i saw a picture in the the costumes that they did for it and everything looked so cute and awesome and sigourney weaver even like commented on twitter twitter or something and saying her praises about it but that's just one of those insular sort of horror movies and it is like kind of like a ghost story where it's just about the characters interacting about this thing that they're trapped in this place with and that just is very effective and that's what woman in black was was essentially just a guy going to a haunted house and then, you know, the water would rise every night. And so we wouldn't be able to drive back into town. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So it'd be like, that sounds a lot. The water's rising. Now. I guess I'm stuck here for tonight. And just a bunch of scary, spooky stuff would happen with this woman in black. I think she, like, ran an orphanage. I'm getting too into woman in black. The movie's really, I don't remember being that great. I remember being like, oh, this was this play. I want to go see it. Hell yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> That concept reminds me of this uh, TV series on uh, HBO Max called Thursday that's got uh, Jude Law in it. And um, yeah, there's that concept of the, like the town shuts down and he can't get out. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, I love that idea of like you're stuck there. And then, yeah, it goes back to what we're talking about to bring it back to the movie of just we start getting into the paranoia that Tomlinson or Anya... Uh, What's her name? <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy. Everyone's left to their own devices. Yeah, especially not only right. the time period, but there's the cur- there's just a whole curse on this on this place. But seeing it's so you get right down to the nitty gritty of human nature, you know. And when, right. I, when I see the ancestral stuff, it's just like, yeah, this is dirty, like sort of stuff that would just it's 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 way back when you know it's just uh, human nature without unbridled you know and just kind of showing that that side of it it's just it, it is kind of 
interesting and uh, Freudian to to a point, you know. Um, mm. But so, yeah, they're they're hunting. That they see the hair. What happens? He has a hard time. Oh, he tells him he he sold his mother the wife's silver cup. Yeah, the silver cup. Big deal. That is a big deal. Big point that comes up later. Yeah, uh, that like multiple rows of fighting between multiple characters about that cup naturally. Um, and it's done and he is confessing to his son, a sin and something that he's yes. expecting his son not to share with the rest of the family. And he's placing this burden upon his son as well to like hold this lie, which totally just like put extra shame, right? He's feeling so shame, ashamed of himself of, of who he is. And I think I would feel like that would, drive up that uh even more so wow yeah i didn't even think about that but you're yeah you're right like i mean obviously william needs to confide in somebody that like things are really bad and this is why i did what i did and it was more of a confessional and just really trying to make sense of what is going on but yeah i didn't even just like to think about what that means for caleb where he has to take that response yeah take on that information because he also then plays into it um shortly after i mean with uh his mother and like sticks up right for his father like when they're uh talking about the apples he, he does a little white life for him yeah yeah absolutely and yeah but then it, it really again wiggles its way in and i wonder if if you know we can remember if there's a black philip i guess it's the the hair is what does that so what does the hair represent the devil as well what hair are you, are you talking about? Oh, the, the bunny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all you got to say. Um, <laughs> to me. Yeah. I was trying to figure out if that was a shape shifting situation or if that was just a, a Oh my God. Yeah. Right. A minion sort of, or minion or, or just a, a tool of the devil that, that had been possessed or, or something like that. Or he just has sway over creature creatures and humans alike, you know, and can just, uh, but I, I believe just Black Philip is the entity of the devil, and then there's, there's a witch for sure in the woods. Um, so, and then that hair, yeah, I guess could just be. But then you you get the crow, and that seems more just kind of like a what do you call it? What you, what's the word? A familiar kind of. Oh, okay. Kind of like a, an imp, or like a yeah, sure, a servant of the devil, sure. if you will. Yeah. yeah, probably something like that, and that. Ah man, just the zoom on the on the bunny's face are just it's just, and the, it's just like they use that multiple times because that happens. They come back and then they is this when? Why does Caleb run away again? Um, let's see here. Uh, so William discloses to Caleb that he traded Kathleen's cup. Um, for hunting supplies that night, Catherine crush questions Thomason about the disappearance of the cup. That's right. I wasn't sure that happened this early or not and suspects her to be responsible for Samuel's disappearance. This is where really she represents more of the paranoia of it all. And yes, for sure. Accusatory. And the father is just constantly putting it in the Lord's hands, but also uh, being duplicitous with his family at the same time and trying to reconcile those things in his own way and being hypocritical at, at the same time, but also expecting everyone to be 
kind of perfect that it just drives it drives everyone else crazy (laughs) 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 like his whole his whole vibe is just yes really really messing it up for everyone else because he's not even living by his own rules and he's expecting everyone else to do the same and you know mother's just after the baby's gone she's just and naturally so she's just lost it so she's lost it yeah um, she doesn't even get out of bed for like a day or two or something. Uh, the children overhear their parents discuss sending Thomason away to serve another family. Um, they were going to going to take her back to the village and uh, send her to someone someone else. And then later, Thomason finds Caleb preparing to check a trap in the forest. Um, you kind of get some more of the ancestral stuff here with Caleb. You can just tell that he's yeah. That's that's just what the what the subtext is here is just he's he's um feeling a certain way and uh thomason just doesn't realize she doesn't um figure it out uh or she does or maybe yeah to, to or me, she understands exactly that what she's doing in order to manipulate her brother because there is also the implication that she's potentially a witch because the way that things end, end up and i won't say everything but they're they're she is accused by the twins, which is an interesting accusation, given that those twins definitely seem like they're the devil as well. <laughs> I feel like and then just like the hare or the crow, they're just being used as as pawns right for everything. And and even the things because of black being spoken through Black Philip to them to to make them paranoid. And he and he looks at this virginal uh, girl as perfect fodder for another member of their their circle. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, at, at that moment, yeah, I don't know if she's, I would, I'm not sure if she's at that point yet. Uh, but does, she does start fucking with the twins very facetiously and it's, and yeah. that would make more sense where she's being very facetious and she doesn't know the breadth of what's going on of like these twins are sp- speaking some form of truth. Um, and then, oh, uh, yeah, she starts freaking out the girl twin i think and saying you know i am a i am a witch and all those things are true and and uh, getting in her face about it and freaking her out which adds to her paranoia and everyone's just kind of uh messing each other up and it's just that's what makes me think of the cat like the cabin fever sort of thing and just everyone kind of at each other's throats it's kind of big brother the witch and um you know you get in a little real world mm. real world uh, new england and I just want a little like cutaways to camera and them to go into like the truth booth. And uh, <laughs> you know what? Cam- been acting kind of funny towards me. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I really like apples. I don't know. Just, that's all. <laughs> I love that. Them. He's like, how do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Black film. <laughs> He's like, do you want butter? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, what a creepy goat, though. I I I do not like that goat. (laughs) I do not like that goat. It's the the editing and how goats got devil eyes. (laughs) Yeah, and the hair. It's just how they frame it, and just the music and everything. It's yeah, these animals. It moves to it, writhes. It like, oh man, it just has this. And it's always it has yeah it mm, do you not like that goat no very <laughs> scary and it's just it's an innocent animal and I'm scared of it um because we're 
<laughs> in this in this Western world, we think that goats goats are the devil. The goats are the goddamn devil. We're at the, we're at the point where um, the dog gets away. That's that's what happens. They yeah. see the hare again, and um, they lose their horse too. Lose their horse. Yeah, is this when they're trying to escape? Like I, she's trying to get away because she knows that um, they're gonna. She's gonna be given away or whatever. Or no, this is no, this is the same scene. Sorry, Caleb gets Caleb is lost, and then Thomason goes back. So the, yeah, that's right. Caleb, Caleb is lost, and then you get the second um, viewing of the witch with Caleb while Thomason goes home, and she kind of has that confrontation. Um, with, and with she mother. is also an uh, attractive, which is kind of part of Caleb's sin, which is why she's able to just hypnotically uh, manipulate him into. I don't know. I uh, the, it's unclear what yeah. exactly happens to Caleb, but he's. Uh, put under a spell and then he becomes really sick i yeah. is it also possessed as well would you say possessed yeah some sort i just cursed i feel like like it like a curse is, has been right. placed upon him um i mean just in that moment you see a beautiful like you, the same eyes as the hair or, the, or black philip just like very wide right. just like slowly walking towards him and then brings him into her uh little little crib and uh she kind of what is what there's kind of like tantalizing him and and yeah you don't fully see everything but just nothing spoken undress him i feel like i feel like she like undresses him as well or something maybe um but it's it's just clearly like feeding into the energy that he's been He's been feeling yes, and whatever sort of power. I, I was curious what kind of powers like the baby gave her, or if that's just something she can naturally do. Um, or it's uh, yeah. So you're, yeah, because it does seem like that's the same witch that killed the baby. And then so she, we talked about how when the witch killed the baby, she rubbed like the baby essentially on her, and um, just called fly ointment. That's the uh, that's the process that is described when a witch does that where, yeah. So it's like absorbing the baby's youthfulness. Yeah. And it's like something of like an un, unbaptized male baby. You'll take like the fat of the baby. I, this, I read, I was, I read a little bit too. I don't know how accurate some of this stuff is. This is all internet, internet stuff. And then we'll make you fly is what some, yeah, you used to fly in women. Yeah. It just will make you, you rub it on you or your broomstick or some shit and it'll make you fly. Which happens at the end of this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering, yeah, I guess that's, that's more probably what's what it's attributed to. And I feel like Robert Eggers is just doing those things with, with no need to explain them and just knowing, and especially how you described his process, uh, just knowing that will influence the, the final product and the, and the visual storytelling that's being, that's taking place and any need for explanation of some of those things would hold up the pacing of of what's happening and the dread and the horror that you're feeling to try to explain it would just hold that more interesting parts back so ex- having that those things just visually is is super effective and this is a that was a scene yeah there's no dialogue he's just walking up to her and and she's giving a look and then uh it's it's like you're kind of under a spell too it's 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 very bewitching if you know what i mean um, and then William finds Thompson and takes her home. 
Catherine angrily chastises her for taking Caleb into the woods. William reluctantly admits that he sold the cup. Later that night, as a storm rages, Thomason discovers Caleb outside the home, naked, delirious, and, and mysteriously ill. Next day, the twins converse and sing songs with Black Phillip, the family's billy goat, and accuse Thomason of witchcraft. Thomason's attempts to milk the nanny goat produce only blood. When Caleb awakens, he vomits up a whole apple. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's a huge scene with a single bite taken out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, we can, I'll just finish this part. I guess we can talk about it. Catherine urges the family to pray, but the twins claim to forget the proper words and become unresponsive. Caleb passionately. Yeah, which is so. Uh, and fucking dies. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, before before he gets to the part of death, so just to talk about, yeah. it was really an, uh, uh, unsettling when they start that process of trying to heal Caleb after. So I think so. It's kind of alluded to that he is lost and that he's at least gone for an evening, and then they go. The how do they like, find the father's like about to go out, and then this is a point that's brought up later is that. I don't know. I think the father stays in and he's just chopping a shit ton of wood and he's like getting really pissed. Maybe that comes later, but I know for sure that Thomason finds him. Got it. Finds him like coming back and I think he's naked and just kind of dazed. And then he like kind of collapses and then she calls for help. It's like middle of the night, but I just know that because uh, William is when he's having the confrontation with her at the end, it's like, you, you were the one that found Caleb. Right. 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 You were with Samuel, I believe is the baby. You were with Samuel as well. So it's like, what am I supposed to believe the two? Right. Uh And you were there for, so it's like you, according to my, you know, super religious beliefs and everything, you should go stand trial or some shit being a fucking witch. Um, which is in line with his his character at that point as well. But this whole scene of of him is, is accepting I, Christ before he dies because it's accepting. Oh, is oh yeah, I was accepting like death. Yeah, he's just accepting. Yeah, like giving into his faith essentially, like a, or coming to terms with his own death. Because at the end of it, he talks about "Take me, Jesus." Like I want to rest in your lap. Like I'm ready to go. I'm so excited to see you. And um, all disturbing shit because this is just a young boy writhing on the ground. Oh, one thing I wanted wanted to point out. Uh, even before that, that was really set the mood. This is a, uh, just a little thing as to why I like this movie is how unsettling it was for him, for Caleb to be set down, then tended to by his mother cutting his the side of his face and bloodletting yeah. into into a bowl. That's right, and, bloodletting, and I I was just man <laughs> thing, what a time period thing it just got me thinking about like yeah man uh there is disease in blood like that is kind of a thing but now we understand more about what is the cause of that and how to prevent it but there is just such a you know an evolution of thought is happening and in this time period that the prevailing thinking is is that if the person is sick you do this and it's just so incredibly brutal to think about because yeah you just oh they're like taylor swift got that bad blood (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> you know. Wow, <laughs> you are so right. Holy shit. <laughs> She would have been just as big. She could be good. The Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah. Young Taylor Swift. Maybe. She's still young. Why is Anna Taylor Joy so good in this? Or could she be replaced? Yeah, she has a nerve. That's not mean. She just has has very uh, striking eyes. Beautiful eyes. But yeah, just like you are and locked in with with her extremely interesting angular face of like different different ways of of her face looking just kind of produces different results and it would almost be interesting to see like the she dies tomorrow thing where they have the red and the blue lights going on um on she dies tomorrow and someone's face you see how different someone's face would look it'd be interesting to see see hers but she has this just mastery of body language and pay and like taking it letting things take its time and it is also again like telling me how great a director robert eggers is with the whole caleb scene because that completely feels blocked and choreographed out how yes very much his lines are paced and where the camera is going to be at each moment and when he rises up and like puts his hand up to the sky and when he really like kind of shrieks and everything that seems very rehearsed in a good way, very prepared and in like a play or something where it's kind of played to the back of the crowd, but it's, it's a child actor and they're just putting in this very dramatic fucking terrifying scene and everything is done with a pacing where the kids fall down and it just all, um, has a, has a rhythm to it. And that was one of the most like drawn out, uh scenes of of terror in this movie because i think you see glimpses of of what happens with the baby and then you see all this build up with all the animals and and him being taken in by the witch but this is something where it's really hinging on his performance and i just thought it yeah. was a combination of a great performance and a and a, and a director that we i've said this before in in movies with uh with children it's like you can tell I've said this many times. I, I, what I think is just that the more comfortable a child is, as, as you can see and and prepared, and looks like they know what they're saying within the dialogue. Because yeah. these are these are some words that just like you probably have to explain Tough. exactly. Like this is what you're feeling, and don't even worry about necessarily some of the definitions of some of these, you know, older old timey words or or something like this. Just feel this and 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 experience. Right. It. And that tells me of a comfortable feeling on set of of production and um yeah i'm i'm that makes me excited to see to see this you know a director like this handle handle something like that and have this idea to have it be a full big family and it's almost like a slasher where they kind of get taken just fucking taken out man like so caleb just gets fucking taken out uh he spits out an apple there's like a pause he spits out an apple um, which is just one of those things where it, it builds up a bit. And you're just not sure what's going to happen. Even when you see it in his mouth, it's like, what the fuck is that? Cause it looks kind of fleshy red and, and then it pops out and it's got a bite, in it, but it's otherwise pretty clean. And he just gets off. And they, during that, the kids, uh, start, the twins start wriggling around, uh, when they're trying it, to say the acting Lord, like they're yeah. the Lord's prayer and they can't say it. Um, and and the mom, man, the mom just fucking loses it naturally. 
and she she casts Thomas in out and holds Caleb. Uh, twins are out uh, out for the count. <laughs> They're just like laying there panting, and then there's this uh, confrontation with William and Thomason, <laughs> and he wants to put her on trial. And this is this is another just th- like Thomason Anna Taylor Joy is uh, she's in like all of this has not season. been boring. And this is we've we we've started from the horse stuff all the way to this, and the movie continues to escalate. Again, I'm just having a hard time with people saying that this movie's boring. They, they turned it because off this I, one, I guess I don't know. I maybe or just turn their brains off. Be, but yeah, like this. Yeah, we're about to burn. Turn your brains off, asshole. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> My like ass. Movie, and if you don't. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Let's get. Yeah, yes, we're. Tomlinson is, is being accused now heavily because of all of these things. And it's all just, it also makes the devil seem really smart and intelligent as well, because there are things like you could, you could also chalk up to the paranoia or the emotional state of the family and not even like, even though we know supernatural stuff exists, Mm -hmm. it is also presented in a way where it's just circumstance Mm -hmm. like Caleb had already talked about the apple stuff talked about loving apples talked about being about apples and all of these things and then for that to maybe he you know maybe he just choked to death right or I don't know there's like something you know there's maybe there was something to the apple it was poison whatever because of just I don't know and there is that element to he likes to he likes to put a little irony on his little on his things that he oh yeah very mischievous mm. uh but yeah and then also too with the kids it's like they're just also children so even though there is this fine line of them acting like they're possessed by the devil they're also just being children and so it's this they're treated as such by everybody else in the group so you, you kind of just also get into that vibe too of the like yeah they just are little shits yeah, i don't know everything they're they're saying kind of and they're and they're singing this fucking annoying song and everyone's telling, them, right. telling them to shut up and you're like, yeah, shut up already. Like, <laughs> and it's just the chemistry is all there. Everyone has something to do and everyone kind of has their little mini, mini arc that, that gets played out. And uh, like it, each person has an interaction with each person kind of, and, and whether it's in a group scene or, or singularly between everybody and, and that, rounds out the characters so well when you know their relations to everyone else it's there's not that many people and it's in an insulated environment so it's it's just good that it's executed so well and the scene between anna taylor joy and and william is just it just reminds me of something i would see on a play i've said i already said it again but it's just it's, it's very well-made drama uh in this moment i feel like of him saying this is what's going to happen according to my beliefs and her shoving in his face, all the sins that he's committed and right. take like not taking it anymore. And her moment of, of totally of standing up for herself. And, uh, you don't, you, you just, and as we've said, we've talked about just living out here and trying to survive and, and, um, this 
wilderness all alone and just being a fucking woman in this situation yeah and as you know especially when all the fucking witch trials and everything just being a woman puts you puts you at risk you just have no yeah and this this shit's still going on for different reasons today and in different parts of the world but um yeah but there's such a strong sense of agency presented yeah oh man and that's such a yeah because it's just been building up within her character as well and seeing that there's mo- moments throughout it because i think when she t- when she manipulates essentially the the twins about her being a witch like yeah. that's also her getting being in control of her own story and really put pushing that and saying like yeah i am a witch like so what like the you know i'm i am something to be fearful of be you know the way you're acting the way you know so on so forth like man yeah there is just she has so much strength and and then you we see that too because it continues on right because of like what the altercation ends up happening with her mother yeah and that coming to a head what how do we just and it's, if I you mean, could how, like, how, do, how do we get to, how do we get to that i'm, well, I'm nice. just I'm, I'm kind of missing the transition between oh yeah so there i got you so this is i was just gonna say yeah i mean for her to to be in such a low position already and then just for everyone not only that like your curse and everything but then everyone just to blame it on you this must be just the fucking worst it's like we're already going through this and all this shit you don't no one treats me like a fucking person anyways and not only that now that this word our crops aren't growing everyone's just going to be like yeah it's it's her fault <laughs> let's right fucking blame everything on her this this person that we've ostracized or whatever and that we've like made feel a like, child like a fucking animal or a child <laughs> or something let's fucking blame them when we've already fucking put them in this position to be like probably have a host of uh, whatever sort of un- undiagnosed mental sort of things working through and trauma and sort of shit from what I just think of this time period, man, it's just like to, to be, to have that place in your lap is, is just must've drawn, driven you crazy. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I am the witch. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, I don't know. Uh, Hell yeah. It's a curse on this whole fucking village. Fuck you. Like fucking kill him out. And maybe not to that extent, but it's just like, I, that just that experience in that moment of like, I just watched my brother die in this particular fictional fairy folk, folk tale or whatever. I just watched my brother die. And now you're going to just blame it on me and cast me out. And you're supposed to be my father and you're supposed to support me and protect me. And I've trusted everything you're saying. And now you're turning on me and you're already talking about just sending me away, but now you're just actually going to put me on. Right. And you've done all this fucked up shit. Like, why wouldn't it be blamed on you? You've done all this, like, why, yeah. wouldn't, why wouldn't that be the reason that we're cursed or something is all? And there's, that's never. It's that you left the fucking village. Like it's your, just as yeah. much your fault. Yeah. Like this, saying, all of, yeah. Yeah. oh man, that, <laughs> yeah, you piece of shit. <laughs> just keep uh. chopping wood, you dummy. Oh my God. We have enough wood. Uh, and then that's his whole I- ironic undoing as well. So he, uh, this is kind of, this plays out that he, the, he locks some, him up, right? The black, black Phillip shows up when they're, when they're fighting and then, oh yeah, that's right. He locks him up. That's right. 
I forgot about that part. Okay. Because he's like, I guess they'll Philip, and she's like freaking out, like, don't leave me. Well, because all of the suspects are locked up in the same spot, and then it's just him, and then and then the wife the wife is still alive. So crow situation with the wife. Oh my god. I couldn't handle that crow shit. That was rough she's got kind of like a cackle and the face of a witch as well like if she if she <laughs> yeah for witch, sure she could have she could have done a good job as well absolutely man uh what what's her do you know her name off the top of your head for what i can definitely um find out it is kate dickey um i i sorry i meant the her character in game of thrones Oh man, see, it's, it's, I'm a little far removed. She's it's the uh, sister, right? Of sister of uh, Lady Cat is Catherine. She is yeah. the Vale. She's like the queen of yes. the Vale or whatever. Um, but I am blanking on a name. It's been a long enough, and I've gone through my own traumatic experience with that show that I've almost tried to remove it from some parts of my memory. Probably. Uh, er, no, I lost. It. <laughs> She's like a big fucking catalyst for that whole show too. That character, like her, absolutely. And she also plays a. a, a I'm going to use it. I'm going to say a woman who's crazy because I think there is a like the motherliness and femininity yeah, of who she is. Breastfeeding scene in both both uh, situations because she's breastfeeding her like 12. Oh, you're right. Year old son is her the introduction in Game of Thrones in, that, in, in Game of Thrones. And in this, a crow is uh, breastfeeding when she thinks it's her uh, baby. Oh, uh, that was just like one of those things that was just horrifying image to just sit on behold yeah uh-huh. that on it and there was no there's just no fuss it's just like this is an image and just got to show it and that's that's it and then the performance and her laugh and, and her face and everything and the lighting and it's more silhouette uh, a bit more and then you're i'm more i'm wondering at that point i'm like is that is she just gonna get fucking eaten alive is it gonna start going for her eyes like what's next here and then they just kind of wake up and she's got a bloody kind of cloth and cause you're just like, how, okay. So how are we, there's already so much going on. It's just like, how are we going to move on from this? And, um, <laughs> you go into the shed and it's just like a shot of black Phillip just breathing. And then you're like freaked out <laughs> with the hair. It's just like, like <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Oh, it's like moving in this kind of gyrating. Yeah. And yeah, kind of sitting there too, and and they're all kind of like, this just must be a lot of what was going on at that time was just chores and then sitting around, but this time they're really just locked in. Um, and then how? And then this is when when does Black Phillip doesn't approach her yet, right? This is no, he does. I think we skipped ahead a little bit because I think what happens is is that William comes out to the barn or whatever it is to find it destroyed, right? And then yeah, the goats are that. slaughtered. Like it, yeah, oh, they wake up and then so, they find it. Yeah, right. Because so she, they get locked up. The three of them: Black Philip, the twins, and and uh, Tomlinson. And then it just comes and then in the morning. It doesn't show what happens. It shows the result. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it show Black Philip turning into the devil? This is it's after I believe. So what happens is I think they oh okay okay and they wake up and you see the mom. I think it, I think it does. The goats are cut, dead. It cuts on the crow with the mother. Yes, and then it wait, goes to the next morning I believe, and they wake up. And maybe there was a scene with the father. I know he's cut, chopping wood and and pissed. Off. <laughs> Always I chopping. I think that was maybe the scene. He's just like, why, Lord, why, Lord, why have you done this to me? <laughs> 
and then uh they wake up and then you're you're totally right the shed or whatever is kind of um is just destroyed the goats are dead twins nowhere to be seen they're gone and you, right. you don't see them again they're just they're they're off with blackfield maybe another sacrifice or something it's just that's just kind of right right it's just one of those ghost story things they were never seen again whatever and um he he black philip is starting to freak out and then he this is where he gets fucking gutted skewered by black philip and thrown into the uh mountain of logs which is i should say mountain of irony that comes toppling upon him oh right Uh uh-huh and uh and he's just instantly out and then it's just you're left with the mom and uh and it's taylor joy i guess i haven't said catherine it's catherine um and she is unhinged yes uh, now blaming thomason for the tragedies and misfortunes and accusing her of trying to seduce william and caleb attacks her oh william and caleb wow i didn't read that and i think she's just blaming her above and beyond for everything yeah yeah, um, yeah Thomas, for sure thomason kills her mother with the bill hook in self-defense but this is after like a very visceral messy tussle it's not yeah clean. it's just really like it builds up in in a way that's very frantic and and catherine has already been super frantic and and uh seems like she plays it very well that she has not slept in like weeks it just looks like and she's just seems kind of messy and um belligerent and uh like kind of straddles anna taylor joined i believe and uh where's i don't know i forget where she finds the bill hook it's got to be next to all the wood pile probably yeah it's <laughs> probably in there she's just bop you get one good shot of her with the slice and then a couple more and, and it's over and you just you're you're just ta- with thomason and her whole family is done and that's you, there's a big breath at that point yes a big fucking breath of I mean, because yeah, that's the both. I mean, the twins and the and the parents all just donezo, and it's just her. And she she literally herself sits at the table and takes a big breath and puts her hand in her in her arms and everything. And uh, this is where she has the the conversation with with Black Philip, I believe. I mm, yeah yeah, and uh, but this is this is where I'm talking about with her body language and and how she does this whole thing of just her uh why her her dealing with right after her mom's eye she shoves her aside and kind of gets up and stumbles around and that there's just this moment that it just takes its time man i don't know it's it's something that you you wonder how you would handle a situation of of seeing a loved one die yeah fucking have to kill a loved one or something like and that's is a whole nother thing but it just you wouldn't necessarily think that someone would go no why did why have i done this no this should not have happened um, but it's just more kind of just shock and she doesn't, she's trying to like take it all in and it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but you get, you get black Phillip and this is a uh, super shadowy, dark, dark scene. And it's more about his voice and yeah, very uh, whispery and, and low. And uh, what are some of the lines he says? I know he says like, do you want to have butter? <laughs> uh do you want he's like do you want to live freely yeah like that which Mm. hey i mean that's that just says again as a woman in this in this world it's like yeah probably (laughs) i would imagine so 
Um, and I, yeah, but also it's like, you've taken my whole family. It's like, what else, what else am I going to fucking do? But also, yeah, you're just, right. And you're just at the end of it. Yeah. And it's, uh, she, he has, it's almost, she's Job at this point and he has taken everything from her. And I guess you, yeah, I don't know. You'd say <laughs> the devil wins if this was a Job, yeah. Job, uh, oh. Job situation. Um, and he gets that black book that everyone's been talking about the twins and everything. And, uh, what is it? He says some line and then it fucking cuts like right in, right at the end of his line. And it just goes right to her walking naked into the woods following black Phillip. Yeah. Loud music, like super loud, like, super quiet. And he's like, who'd you like just sign the book? And it just goes cut and, and then it just goes her big wide shot of her walk behind walking in the wood with this black Philip kind of like, uh, going next to her. And this whole movie is building up to this moment and God damn, man, it just like milks it just enough and shows you just enough of the true nature of what has been going on this entire movie and leaves you with it. And then just leaves you with like the height of the kind of climax of of uh, any sort of explanation that you would get, but then it just satisfies so much of her character. And I love seeing that, that arc of her going through it and then um, ending in this situation that isn't her terrified and freaked out, like kind of a scary movie. And then like the monster's still out there or she's like, gets back to the village and everything. She's like safe and everything's okay she is accepting it and she looks cool with it <laughs> and yeah and it's it's a it's a good, good thing i don't know it's like it's it's positive for her or something it's just like it, the form of acceptance for her and while it not being something like oh she went off to to do something like yeah again like be with the village or something but it's 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 still ramping up with the spooky ghost story of like the, oh the witch is still out there it's she's become the next witch Yes, the cycle uh, continues. The cycle continues, man, and that's the best yeah. way to end a scary story. Is is that sort of thing that makes you keep thinking about it? The ellipsis, and um, it's not going to be continued. It's just the cycle of like the the next people that live here will continue to be haunted, and 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 all this all this stuff. And it's not a movie about just paranoia and 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 all that stuff. Had it not been real at all, it still would have been effective. And you get this grisly uh, thing, and then you get she 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 joins a circle of witches around a fire, and they all start flying. That's that's what happens. And this yeah. this music is just blaring. Or I should just like these women choral singing this language. It's a notion, I believe, something like that. Um, which I, I believe. I don't know if it's Wiccan or, or what, but it's used, I think it's maybe used for like Wiccan spells and, and things like that. Uh, <laughs> and you, you just left with this, like, yeah, fuck man. Like, Whoa. Yeah. That's when I texted you after I had watched this. I, yeah. I was uh, just so blown away because yeah, it just, the cycle continues. It just, uh, and you, you were left with the shot that you can't stop thinking about of her flying. Yeah. Flying. Right. Just like, that's a big, when you rem- when you think about this movie, I feel like a lot of people will remember that ending. For sure, yeah, and it's 
what the, what it all represents to is is really um unsettling and scary too because it just even it the the movies where religion ends up being pointless is really is something that is effective in kind of unsettling a person because the it's like order loses sin or like a, a disorder uh yeah wins in the end and even though i think there is a lot of her turning into a witch that is i don't know is it good for Tomson that she becomes a witch i guess given the she's circumstance so, she's okay with it her or maybe she's just resigned, right. resigning herself to her fate or something like that but She's she's not horrified in that moment of of a moment being like and the witch got or like and the witch got her too and Black Phillip took care of the ha sort of thing and and she was terrified of it. It just I like that character beat of her acceptance and resignation. Yeah, me too, maybe for sure. So that and maybe it's maybe that's a smaller thing, but her kind of like that makes that scene extra poignant when you see because I do think of her expression during that moment in that final scene and uh, how like enticing black Phillip makes things seem yes. just like all in line with how, especially at that maybe things don't, maybe she fucking hates it being a witch or whatever. I don't know. But like the way that the devil presents it is alluring and manipulative and has his, he has gotten to his end and uh, right. Yeah. Like a, a horror movie is a situation where the villain can win. And it can be a great movie. And that's something that can be a, totally can be a different sort of experience, you know, and and once you know it's in that genre, then it's accepted a bit more. And uh, yeah, just the character beats. It's it's something that I think was very fleshed out uh, as with everything else. And to know that he wrote everything and, and had. Yeah, deep motive, deep motivations to lead people to these to these points, but also have it be historically accurate and make it entertaining. Right. Um, man, it just, I'm, he's doing, I've, I've talked about this, uh, before I think another podcast, cause I'm just excited about his Viking movie that he's coming out with. It's like a revenge tale oh. Viking story, like some Viking King is killed or something. And then his son has to like go on some, some quest of revenge or some shit. It's just, Hell yeah. Who's making these movies right now? It's like this guy just picks like these interesting old time periods to set things in and tell like a tale and or a, a folk, a folk tale, like a folk story, you know, and have it be rooted in the mythology of that time of what people were imagining as spooky in that time. And it has that sort of voice of someone writing at that time, too. And maybe that comes from him being resourceful. Uh, with texts and and things like that, uh, but not yeah. It just it it almost doesn't even feel like modern storytelling because it's just it's as if some guy from the fucking 1600s, yeah. a really good director, and found a camera and just I don't know. It's 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 so fascinating to watch just to watch as 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 uh, something to behold. This this guy that's able to do these things, and now if he gets his budget even bigger and all that stuff. And yeah, it's like I I don't think the lighthouse is a super polarizing movie. I I feel like uh mermaid vaginas would be um have you seen that movie? 
I haven't. No, I have like I'm I, spoiler alert. I'm 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 seriously gonna watch it after this. Never like uh, Seabird. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it tonight because I yeah, just I don't know. Especially talking about this because yeah, just talking about this movie, just yeah, it's made me so excited about this director again. Another situation. I mean, this is what we're getting by doing these uh, polarizing in the sense of yeah. critics. I don't know. I like at times. I feel like. Am I? Am I not seeing the flaws of this well enough that audience members are able to see where it, you you are able to rightfully validate the opinion of this is nothing happens in this movie. It's slow. It's boring. But I'm really having a difficult time feeling like that about movies like this because they're just so interesting. Every single shot in this movie is interesting. And and important and has a it contributes oh, and yeah i don't know i just i i'm excited about this director and yeah what i was getting at is after this i'm totally gonna watch the fucking lighthouse because yeah i mean i want i want more of this give me more of that and then I, my understanding is it's a ghost story in a lighthouse i mean that sounds great yeah dude. and like is it I don't know. It's not condescending, condescending or anything to say. It's just like, maybe it's just not for you, you know? And I, I yeah, it's, sure. It's, it's a taste thing. And it's like, yeah, spooky lighthouse ghost story shot in black and white on like this box ratio. Uh, it's not like maybe someone was like, no, nah, I want to use my big four screen or sorry, 4k yeah. to get the full picture and watch something uh, where there's some, some, some sl- more like slasher I, I don't have to keep saying because slasher is a by not bygone but you just don't see that necessarily as much um you see the bloom the bloom house thing is what's taken hold now yes sure and, and that's that's been more of more of the case in remakes of of prior horror movies that that were good or or different ips and, and stuff like that uh but a real like kind of comedic kind of touch to it i feel like and just kind of yeah, there's there's defining traits of Blumhouse. There's defining traits of like I think before that maybe Lionsgate. We did some Saw movies, <laughs> you know. Sure. And uh, this is something new. And uh, the guy, man, I'm I'm blanking on his name. Ari Aster, uh, Hereditary and Midsummer is another one. You know, the guy who did it follows. I believe he did Under the Silver Lake. I can completely see that being a, a polarizing movie as well. But that is not really a that is a horror movie, by the way, of if Mulholland Drive is like a horror, a horror movie. And I know that's like his kind of maybe his kind of virgin version of it. But uh, it's I, that movie is not 5955 is just kind of people don't really are kind of unsure about. It. And that's but that's anyways, I'm off. I'm off base here. But uh, yeah, just this the maybe these and someone's trying to come up with terms, elevated horror, whatever it may be. Uh, I enjoy um the trends at if, to say the least uh would you care for me to get into a couple reviews before we get to final yeah final? please yeah let's uh, do it i uh, will start with hmm, i'll start with the good which is the critics and then go to the bad news um let's see here what are some good ones let's go with vox uh from emily okay. vander vanderwerf oh Oh, Emily, she was, uh, yeah, she's great. Nice. Um, the witch she is on, 
she's written for Vox, and then she, I think she's also on Axios, and then she okay. uh, comes on a uh, blank check a couple times. Oh hell yeah! She talked. She, she talked about the thing. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh okay. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize. Okay, great. Um, the Witch isn't a horror film where the scares come from big spooky jolts or from gore. No, The Witch is a horror film that creeps up on you, spreading its tendrils slowly across the landscape of your mind. I like that. Uh, nice. Five out of five. Um, and, oh, here we go. Here we go. Speaking of blank check, Mr. David Sims, The Atlantic. Uh, the movie's first-time director, Robert Eggers, blends authenticity with black magic, and the result is giddying. Oh. Giddying. Giddy, giddy on up for the witch. I'm... <laughs> Put on your 10 gallon hats and uh, get yourself to the movie theater. Yeehaw, partner. Yeehaw. <laughs> uh, Robert Abel Abel, uh, LA Times. It isn't engineered for hopped up date night scares, but its blanket of moonlit dread is certainly form fitting. Yeah, I think there's the horror movies with like dread for me, where it's just you watch like people fucking deteriorate. Yeah, oh my god. That like I don't even just like other movies in in general too. And I know like pick any kind of Leonardo Deca- recent Leo DiCaprio, yeah, like Shutter Island, fucking Revenant, Departed. Uncut Gems has done that recently for me, yeah, where it's you, watch, you just watch someone's fucking slow demise of a of a person sort of just losing it. Right. That's almost Ugh. more of the witch, though, because he's very okay with it at the end. <laughs> he like succeeds in his what he wants. Like he is completes the fruition of what that character wants and needs, and then immediately. Sorry, I won't. But it just wraps up after that. After that point, I won't ruin it. But uh, <laughs> I just immediately what popped into my mind for that movie is where he's like, "I think I'm gonna come." <laughs> <laughs> And it's like a very dramatic thing of like yeah. in his face. He's like, oh, I'm thinking I'm come. <laughs> it's like Adam Sandler is great at delivering those lines for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, uh, maybe you'll do a couple more Peter Travers from Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah, Peter half out of four building his film on the diabolical aftershocks of Puritan repression. Eggers raises the witch far above the horror herd. He doesn't need cheap tricks. Eggers, Merely directs us to look inside. Be warned. It'll scare the hell out of you. Seems like an endorsement. If I've ever seen. Yep. Um, all right. I'll switch to some audience. Yeah. Here. Let's hear some. Let's some hear some negative stuff. This is from Benny. The most. Uh, uh, well, 22 people found this helpful on Amazon. Uh, one star review titled sick piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is fucked up. Starting out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, he's not wrong necessarily. Uh, it's, yeah, it seems like you're in the wrong room at that point. It's like, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a horror movie, you know. It was too horrific. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's too horrific. I mean, we were just talking about violence. Maybe, I mean, some people like the violence sort of stuff. Some people don't. Anyways, everyone's got their version. Um, I can't believe the positive, parentheses, pseudo-intellectual, Oh, okay. Reviews. Oh, this this review was written on September 11th, 2019. Oh, wow. Never forget. Never forget. Anyways, okay. I can't believe the positive pseudo-intellectual reviews for this movie. 
kidnapping of a baby. Fortunately, doesn't show which slaughtering it, just wiping its blood all over herself. Yeah, I mean, I was relieved about that too. Animals eviscerated, boy of about 13 peeping at his sister's breasts several times. Unbelievable. Oh. Any responsible parent would allow a child of this age to be in this type of a movie other than greed for the money. Like, what? She thinks, she thinks the director is like using these children to, to for gain of, of money as if like tantalizing that is what brings the money in is what you're equating it with. I guess. I don't even want to, I won't go down the path. Um, this movie wasn't made for children. No, they're saying the, the children in the movie, they shouldn't, the parents oh, should you- not, shouldn't have let them be in this uh, sick piece of garbage. Like Caleb and stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. Anna Taylor joy was just like, that's you're, you're staining yourself. This sounds like, they should be kicked out of the Puritan village, this person. Yeah, um, right. Dialogue more often than not unintelligible. Constant scenes of father chopping wood, which I'm sure yeah. has, which I'm, which I'm sure has, Hell yeah. has some significance. <laughs> They're like, what? There's some reason he's doing that. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I could go on and on. Movies I buy and I don't like get donated. This goes right in the fucking trash. She doesn't say fuck. <laughs> this goes right in the trash. Wow. This is one of those things like you are burning books. <laughs> this is <laughs> right. This is an abomination. It should be banned from from consumption. Uh, it's a very evil movie. So, I mean, I can understand people not liking it because they got these uh, Christian yeah. values. But I just, again, like you're that's in the wrong world. Like that, that's kind of the evil of this movie's. Uh, satanic sort of elements i mean at that point you're just commenting on the wrong genre i guess you know i i yeah uh, i don't i don't understand when you talk about this m- movie being evil or brutal or anything like that because it's a it's a fucking horror movie oh no i think but, I, I figured it out brandon um this person probably thought it was a prequel to blair witch uh <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, Just, so this is the the origin story. <laughs> it kind of is. I it I is can a witch yeah. story. That's kind of what it is. <laughs> Typically, I can shelf my Christian values for nostalgia, you know, because I, you know, growing up, but Blair Witch was a big deal. <laughs> but uh, apparently not. Apparently, you can't shelf those ideals anymore. No. Um. Uh. This next one, one star from Jim Caps, titled uh, "Horrible Dialogue and Story." 99% of the d- dialogue was inaudible gibberish, and the story was very weak. I watch a lot of movies, too many to review, and this is one of the worst I've ever seen. Wow. Really touting his uh, experience with movies, so that gives him proper license to trash this one. I mean, that's, I guess that's what we're, what we're doing here, as well as we, we, we think we know a little bit what we're talking about. This, this person is... Uh, really upset about the dialogue and the, I, that's something again I, I said I watched this movie this I believe the second and third time well for sure the third time but I, when I watched the second time I think both with with subtitles it just kind of works works better and I'm completely okay with that if that's something you have an issue with it's one thing but you don't have to be a dick about it Jim Caps <laughs> hey Jim you're allowed to feel you know what this is polarized the podcast yeah, you're, right. you're, 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 right. you're allowed to be I, I, I'm just expressing throughout all of this series and for further on it in the future, like, uh, yeah, I may not understand where people are coming from fully because uh, mainly because I just think that you're not 
you're commenting on something that you knew you weren't going to like, which is, I mean, something I'm sure I'll be able to articulate better later as I find out why that's so prevalent. 1600s, they just wanted their their people like speaking like California English or or just like. Yeah, right. (laughs) With an American accent or something. (laughs) Hey. I need to, yeah. Why dost thou curse me? (laughs) Get thou over here. Where is my silver cup? I mean, this did make me think, though. So, you know what, John Caps, thank you. This did make me think of like, there is kind of weird and frustrating things if you were to let it get to you about this movie. And it seems like Lighthouse, because now knowing that it's in like a weird box ratio, that's like, okay, like, fine. He's kind of fine with not everyone liking that. If you like just what it tells, what tells me about right. it, it's kind of like, no, I have a very clear vision of what I want this to be. And I think even whether that's, it was his decision, it's in conjunct with the cinematographer. I think with this one, he picked a weird ratio as well. Um, and it's just really just for the feel and the feel is so important. And when you tell me about how much he puts into the, like the beginning of just introducing the characters and, and how the shots are placed. Cause in the lighthouse, I don't remember there being dialogue in those opening things. But when you tell me he has four pages of, of a script dedicated to showing up at the lighthouse. And from what, from my memory, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's deliberate and it, and it doesn't cut too much, which I enjoy as well, which makes it seem older, um, and flatter, uh, in certain ways, which I, yeah, at least that one with the black and white and, and, um, the ratio, it just things, are just like it's it's like you're kind of pouring over a historical text yourself <laughs> to to uncover what's going on or something it's uh it's a right. journey but yeah you're right i shouldn't get so sensitive people are uh this is why we're here um i'll do one, yeah. one or two more oh man this one i didn't ah, should i read this one I'll I'll read it if i don't fully understand we'll just move on but i just thought it was an interesting ride of a review that i read okay earlier. Um, by Peter, uh, one star titled movie written by religious nutcases. I stopped watching this movie in the middle, not because I was scared. I wasn't, but because of the behavior of the characters did not make sense to me, but there might be some truth in all of this. People were thinking like this in the past and some are still thinking like that today. Wasn't there some place in contemporary USA where people were convicted of having to perform satanic rituals in a daycare center? Imagine that some president of the USA having access to the nuclear button would be susceptible to such a way of thinking. As Christians have done since 2,000 years, the end is near, in quotations, and it will be <laughs> What the fuck? Yes, I got the last paragraph from one of the books by Sam Harris. Whoa. Who's Sam Harris? I don't know. Sam Harris, I believe, is a political pundit? No, he's, he's making, I don't know. making some political thing. Yeah, he is, just for re- sure. Just replace Satan and God and Author. Rich. Yeah, figure with the he's wrote a book, but yeah, it's got to be something political. Uh, just replace Satan and God and wit. Oh, I'm sorry, I want to correct this. Okay. Sam Harris is just a he is a neuroscientist, a philosopher, and an author. Okay, sorry, we have you know nothing about Sam Harris. It's just brought up in this context of the witch review, and we are confused. <laughs> I am, yeah, because <laughs> uh, it was brought up in a political, I guess maybe more philosophical context. Philosophical, but, I don't have, yeah, um. Just replace Satan and God and witch with something equivalent from pre-Columbian America or pre-Christian Europe. It would be helpful if there would be a horror movie done this way. 
The last time I stopped watching a movie because of such stupidity was watching the movie Event Horizon. Unlike other reviewers, I appreciate the difficult to understand accent. <laughs> Why would people think that people 300 years in the past would be speaking contemporary English? He's <laughs> 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 like, so yeah, I just like don't. I was he lost me a lot, and then at, he or she lost me a lot, and then at the end, uh, I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, I give this one star. I hate everything about it. But why the fuck are people getting so hung up on the dialect? <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> Making what a roller political, like philosophical statements and just like saying something very like inherent in the makeup of this movie that everyone else has an issue with being like, no, that was fine. But this, <laughs> this grand statement, I don't know. I don't even I read it and I don't know how to dissect it. If you if you can, good luck. But I just thought that was an interesting place to really pour your heart out in a which which interview. Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty much. Yeah. There's just like people giving up because of accents and lighting, not being able to see, and and the, just the overall setting and and feel of this movie, which is the one of the biggest wins for me, and that defines what a polarizing mo- movie is, where it's just like so many. <laughs> sitting down at the same table for dinner and just being like, this is fucking gross. And someone being like, this is delicious. And let's talk about why we feel this way. <laughs> um, Cause there is no science, science to, I don't know, genetic taste buds or something. And this could just be in the, in the makeup of why you go to movies. I go to horror movies to eat popcorn and, and, you know, watch the witch go and, and slash people and, and uh, people running away and, and trying to start a car or something. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I'm being very derivative. Or sorry, not that's not, that's not the word. I'm just uh, uh, patronizing something. I don't know. I'm I'm not finding the right words anymore towards people who like horror movies. But I just think that's, mm. there's nothing wrong with that. Is I'm more trying to say is like, right. if you like that and that's what entertains you and this isn't it, this isn't it. And, uh, you know, you, you go watch more things like Friday the 13th or, or something like that. And that's not really it for me and to each their own. And I think we'll say that a lot throughout, uh, this, this podcast as well. Uh, Brandon, would you like to get into final thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So to kind of like segue, but really keep what you're saying top of mind is that I would just challenge those people to not get so hung up on this needs to be either like straightforward or violent or the language needs to be crystal clear like understand that mood and setting and it just a movie is is really a window into an into a series of events and those events don't have to be like overblown or thrilling i don't want to be negative about it because what i'm getting at is like it's your truth it's it's okay to like movies where there is like a you know a serial killer and he's you know getting people and whatnot but i would just challenge people to and why i love this movie is that i i know it's uncomfortable to be unsettled and it's uncomfortable for things to take its time and not present itself so clearly and directly, but understand that that kind of is what horror should be about is that all of those things are making like uh, eliciting a, a reaction, a very human reaction that is, yeah, what horror should be about feeling 
scared, feeling uncomfortable. Um, it kind of turns into, sorry to interrupt, but it turns into like an action movie more so because you're, yeah, you're talking right. about jump scares as well. It's like some of that stuff isn't necessarily moving the plot along, maybe a character death, but it'll, it'll elongate that character death into like a final destination thing where it's like, oh no, this it's like leading up to this big crescendo. But the same totally. way that an action movie you may ha- might have too much action and, and you know, I like action movies, but I'll find sometimes I kind of turn off during the action where it's just like, oh, there's nothing going along with the plot and this isn't moving in anything ahead. And if, yeah, I don't know if, if you walk into what this movie's trying to accomplish and I think very successfully is there's no fat and it's trying to, any of the horrific things that do happen are adding to that dread and pushing forward what's going to be the final scene of it all and and the final makeup the final resolution of all the all the characters um i don't know if you yeah if you would agree with that but some yeah some people go just for those more that like i'm going to see an action movie i want to see a lot of fun action and i want to be entertained barely yeah a, a horror movie could be a roller coaster esque ride as well. It could be a lot of mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going here, and then this is happening, and then this, you know, uh, you know, this person's gone, but now this is it got more power to it, or it's become, you know, all of these things can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just I, I've been talking about the overall genre. There's so many different types of horror, and we're and throughout all of this, I don't think we'll ever take the side of that they're. Well, maybe we will, that some movies are just downright bad. I don't want to set myself up for that, <laughs> put, put myself in that. You are, you are a proud owner of, God damn it, what's that movie? Uh, fucking Southland Tales? No, the one, the scary movie in uh, in the gym. from the 80s. Oh, yes, uh, Death, Spa. Death Spa. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's a so bad it's good movie, but there's there's a place for that sort of schlocky sort of B, uh, B movie uh, campy stuff. And that's that's a lot of fun. Totally. And this movie, I'm going to give this, I'm about to give my rating. And, and But before I do, I will just say this. Watching this movie got me really excited about a particular type of uh, genre as a whole. It made me really interested of how I could feel similarly based off what was invoked in this movie, in other movies that are, like, they don't even have to be this, I can't remember the term, but like this high horror movie. Like, it just this elevated, the yeah that's what i think that's something whoever elevated i don't know who came up with that but yeah it's it's uh but pointless yeah but this movie got me excited about horror as a genre in general and i i brought that excitement i kind of let that excitement go and and presented that to you already because i'm very down to if we want to continue to watch more horror movies uh, especially because we're coming up on halloween like i would be I would be really into that, but okay. So this movie got me excited about an entire genre. And I think that warrants wow. it to have a high score because I, yeah, I don't, I think that if, the, if, if a piece of art fundamentally makes you excited about what, what are, what's the, where that fits into things. Mm-hmm. And it is saying it has a strong voice mm-hmm. and it is telling you, think about this, mm-hmm. consider this. This movie really made me do that. Um, some of the, I'll just call out in final summation, like some of the call outs are 
it doesn't have to be violent in order for it to be horrifying and it really makes a difference if you aren't trying to move a lot from one set piece to the next and if you are just trying to focus on what is in front of you and that is so apparent in this it isn't really trying to move to how do we get caleb possessed it's like we're gonna get there and I know that that can be misconstrued in my mind, misconstrued as being slow, but I think this movie gives you enough on like a moment to moment basis where if you just kind of let like really kind of transport yourself to where, I mean, God damn it. This movie builds a world that you can kind of inhabit in your mind. Like there's down to the language, uh, down to the houses, down to the clothes, you know, everything about it. I think, yeah, I think that people can get a lot out of this. I'm going to give this movie a 91%. Fuck yeah. I would say that there would be a little, why it's not higher, even though that's pretty high, is that, yeah, I I really think that there could have been some more with the, um, like the father, for example, like his kind of arc is um, some of the weakest. And I think there could have been more there because, you know, I just... At times, uh, he see a majority of the time he just seemed really reactive, and there wasn't like I don't understand. I would love to know more about his drive to like selling the cup. Like, what are you know how he actually is feeling about that? And there's not the movie doesn't have enough. It doesn't have time for it, and it doesn't, and it's not set up in a way to do that. But that would be something. And then also to um, I guess I would just say that man maybe should i give this higher because i know why isn't this a perfect movie <laughs> dude that's what i'm trying to deal with right now uh, yeah uh i mean for what it's trying to do i think it fulfills that yeah i guess yeah yeah i, I mean i don't know the parents they're the thing that i like try i was trying to think of right now as well it's like how am i grading and this kind of helps me if i if i can decide this more uh like if i can decide this sooner rather than later am i grading on like a scale like do i have a movie in my mind that's a 10 and nothing else is a 10 and that's like the perfect thing that can nothing else can reach that and then everything else is below or it's like do i have multiple tens do i have or like multiple hundreds and there's just plenty of movies that fit that uh that qualification i think i'm leaning more towards the latter because it makes me less precious about that giving that a 100 not to say that's what that's what i'm gonna give it i'm gonna let you finish uh i'm gonna let you finish uh yeah but <laughs> uh yeah that's that kind of helps me come to terms with it a bit if it was something like what's my favorite james bond movie i feel like i would have like one maybe 110 and have everything else kind of fall on a scale but in the great every movie ever you know it's like um I feel like I'm going to have multiple hundreds, but that just, that helps me. And like, for me, it'd be like alien or the thing would be a hundred. Sorry. I'm taking over your thing. Please continue. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, I guess I, it was really giving me enough time to think about why I wouldn't give this like a hundred. Uh, yeah. Like a hundred percent, but yeah, I'm still trying to think about it. And I, another thing is just preference. You know, is this your yeah. kind of? Is this? Yeah, I, that that is it's a, like totally. That is a the best way to describe it. My thing, and that yeah. was 
what was oh god what there was like a movie maybe there's been a few movies we've done that have been good but it's like is this the type of thing that i'm into even you know and we were just kind of talking about it within the delineation of just horror movies in general um but even when it comes down to subject matter do i want to watch a movie about this witch fucking with this puritan family in the middle of the world does that interest me does that get get me excited even if it's executed fully to its uh best ability that's where it kind of helps to get a little more subjective too now i'm just explaining my try to explain my whole science science and i don't even think i have a for sure score i think i'm fluctuating still yeah but that this that helped me because i think this movie could have been okay if i were to be honest i think which i feel entitled to <laughs> i'm not saying that i don't i have to i have to appease anybody you mean, uh, uh vitch you mean entitled to <laughs> this movie is not as scary as maybe it could have been it was pretty horrifying but it wasn't as scary as maybe it could have been and there and maybe it did require some semblance of a jump scare i don't want to go too far and say that it needed jump scares but i think maybe if i were to consider like it follows as as like you know really a hundred uh, I'd have to watch it again, but like close to 100%. It's a little iffy. It's yeah. Like the whole pool thing where they try to get it totally in the pool, but that's yeah. up for debate as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I was more scared during It Follows, and then I was more scared during movies that I've mentioned already in this conversation about like uh, yeah, Get Out. Like I was more scared there. Um, the thing as well, I would say, is more scared more scary mm-hmm. um so so i'm gonna leave it at 91 I, i'm gonna great stand story. firm that's your best i'm gonna give it a this whole yeah uh, this whole all time yep. so yeah <laughs> i feel good about that great fucking score i feel great yeah that's, yeah that's uh that's one above the the critiques i think um Is it? yeah i think they're in 90 uh i yeah i feel oh, there yeah. I feel like I've expressed most of what I feel about this movie. Again, I don't think there's really an ounce of fat on this movie. And if there would be any complaint, it would be maybe like a little bit more of, of certain things to say. It would just be, but that would kind of almost pad it out a bit. Cause um, there's just so much wonderful characterization, uh, wonderful child of actors and performing under what seems like someone who's just uh a very accomplished director however it's their debut film which i find still just uh amazing i think he did like a tv telltale heart i saw yeah he did sure and i was mm-hmm. like oh i kind of want to watch that it's hard to find i wasn't able to find it but that him doing like an edgar Allan poe story or something oh my god yeah right that's just like right in line that makes so much sense um and just like just weird weird stuff that is not only scary but um, enlightening to a period or time that I don't know maybe much about, and it's not taking the action of the Salem witch trials necessarily, but boiling it down to maybe the experience of just a, just a family. Um, the ability to do that. I'm not sure what the the budget was on this, but I would imagine it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be too much. Cause it's really, yeah, just that one set and then whatever extra for that, that other stuff they had to do. And that's just admirable for me just as, art goes is minimalism and being able to use those, you know, even cooking or something like, uh, 
what does Gordon Ramsay say, Brandon, about ingredient? What can you say the thing that Gordon Ramsay always says? Like what's in the lamb sauce? He's just like, <laughs> where's the lamb sauce? Yeah, where's the lamb sauce? Like simple fresh ingredients, you know, or it's just the Italian. Oh yeah, like yeah. Italian way of yes, of yes, yes. And it's just like cooked beautifully, you know. Simple, fresh ingredients cooked simply. Yes, that's absolutely. And that's that's kind of Robert Eggers' kind of uh, style M-O. of writing. I feel like yeah. I'm gonna take the ele- the the elements of the story and put put them out and have you the film or sorry you the audience uh actively partake in this film and 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 have to uh kind of dig dig a little bit to maybe get on board with some of the dialect that he's throwing at you that's that's painstakingly historical historically accurate it seems like um and the the film style and the slow plotting nature of it which to some may be a negative, but to me, it just adds all to the dread. And, uh, nice. And, yep. And well, it's just one of those things where there's another man's trash, another man's treasure, however you want to put it. Like, it's just, however, however you want to look at it. Um, you, some people like salt and vinegar chips. Like we fucking love salt and vinegar chips. People fucking hate salt and vinegar chips. And it's like, this could be a, a salt and vinegar chip. I like Hawaiian pizza, you know, and it's just one of those things. Mm. It's not my, not my style of pizza. I love pizza. They're like people love pizza. People love horror movies. And it's just, um, that's where we're trying to understand the polarizing nature of it. As for me, uh, it's somebody executing something, uh, all, like almost to a T perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and I'd only, yeah, I'd only, the reason I'm not going to give it a completely perfect score, I, um, I would say is, yeah, it's, there's other movies that I like more that are very similar to this, but since they exist, I know there's like kind of a better version almost like alien is essentially like people stuck in a place with a, I mean, with a monster, whatever, whatever you want to call it, maybe monsters, the witch and black Phillip and all that stuff or, or the thing, but the, the, the thing that's in common with those movies is the confrontation that you have with human nature. And I think they all do that very well while there's still this monster, some throughout all the process sees of those movies the monster it rears its head within people and i really like that aspect of things where it's maybe not full exorcist where it's just a possession but that's just one of the elements of it has a sway over a person and then that's almost yeah like contagious like she dies tomorrow or something was was an enjoyable experience for for that horror and and dread of that but it wasn't necessarily a horror movie this however is yeah it's uh I took, I'll try to be, be brief, but just, I took a, a folklore, history of folklore class in community college. And it was one of my favorite classes that I ever took. Um, and the teacher was just absolutely jacked about folklore, which I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And it was one of those things where he was trying to define folklore and it's almost, there's no, like everyone has a different definition and that's kind of the nature of what folklore is. And there's no true definition. It's almost like easier to say what it's not rather than what it is sort of thing maybe like porn <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but people would just be sharing sharing people you would go to class and people would come up on days there'd be like a show and tell day and people would share their own little personal folklore thing of like this is a way that my family like we've learned to rub our lotion and as you put it on the back of their palms and and you rub it in and and it keeps your your palms uh, uh not greasy and everything or someone that's like oh when you 
there's a whole ritual that everyone has to just smoking cigarettes. And when you get your new pack of cigarettes, there's a pack it a certain way. You however many times. How, how did you learn that? Where did you learn that? Who right. told you to do that? And how has that been passed on? And how does everyone know like a different origin of that story? And it's just a living, breathing story that's not put down in any sort of text. And it's not wow. concrete. It's yeah. living through us like fireside chat. Sorry, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, just like fireside sort of uh, telling stories and everything. And that's, I, mean, I just love that element that I feel like Robert Eggers also loves a lot too. When he opens this movie, it's, it's double V bitch and a new England folk tale or something. It says is like, yeah, the, title uh-huh. the bat. And that just reminded me of that class. And I, it, it brought back like fond memories of learning things from my peers, which is some of my favorite moments in education is not only learning from the teacher, but watching the teacher learn from us and yeah, like it's totally a group thing. And that was a big part of that class. And, um, I get that feeling from him that he wants, he's very interested naturally and passionate about those details and watching it a third time. This was more about what this viewing was about was kind of looking at some of those details and it was worth it. And to have a horror movie that I not only uh, enjoy, but to go back to and revisit and I can totally see myself watching this again and the lighthouse. I've seen that one twice. I might as well make it a third. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's, you know, that's where it comes to the thing. It's like, is it, is it my favorite movie or is it like the best movie? Like, Oh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, it's the witch. And, you know, maybe it's not to that point or like, it's the lighthouse. Like it's just, I'm so fascinated by it. And it's like something weird that I'm like, Ooh, look at that. That's so weird. It's almost, I don't know when Tim Burton was doing shit. It's just like, Oh, that's yeah. Like what, where are you, where is this guy coming from? This is some interesting stuff. Like, I just want to, just want to take a look at it. Um, yes. Look at it. <laughs> Uh, yeah he's the gordon ramsay of of filmmakers uh yep i'm gonna go high on this one um very like close to just giving it a hundred but then my reasoning was as i said earlier was just i think there's a couple other movies like this that i might like a bit better i'm gonna do 98 98 wow i think i like it a bit better than the lighthouse too i i love i love the lighthouse and that was weird and robert pattinson is is kind of my guy but this one is really memorable this third time around. And I, and now the beats have kind of like resonated in me. Like it took even the watching the thing like three to five times to kind of be like, remember what's going to happen next. Cause it's always just like unpredictable and you're just in the palm of the director's hands of like, Oh, what's going to happen. And then this third time, I, especially since for the podcast and everything, it's like, I, I tabulated and I'm glad you brought out the bookend thing. It's just a really, as a, finished product like a beautiful piece of piece of film i think and um, yeah for what they were trying to do it's just it, it's almost perfect you know and it's uh i'm not the biggest horror movie guy and maybe my vision my vision is skewed maybe there's other classic horror horror things that would go above it or something like that i just i don't care whatever but uh and maybe there's other movies i would rewatch more i would rate less than this but i just applaud this movie it's one of those things I get so excited about modern storytellers and, and artists that you hear a lot of people like, Oh, like you got to go. It's not like whatever. It, if I movie list or there's like this for sure, like list of these are the best movies and they're all from like the fucking seventies. And back then they're none of the like movies that are on those lists are from like recent, like now 
times and everything like that. And it's just like, I want to applaud and rave about modern filmmakers, modern artists. Cause like our time is as amazing as any else, anything else that's been going on in the past. And there's totally amazing art being done right now. And it's so, so cool to be in the moment of, of stuff like this. And I do think it's a, whatever you want to call it, fucking elevated or just some sort of Renaissance. It's, it's super exciting. There's another guy like the, I'm all over the place, but whoever did the lobster and the killing of a sacred deer, those are some really fucked up kind of like unnerving. Totally. Like psychologically horrific. That's another, another good one. Killing of a sacred deer is almost just straight up horror. That movie's fucked. But, uh, this one I watch again and, and go through those emotions and, and enjoy myself doing so. And, uh, very, very uh, happy we got to do it together. I'm glad we got to talk about it. Um, I'm glad. I'm so happy you get to watch Lighthouse. I'm excited to talk to you about that one too, even if it's uh, not on the podcast. Uh, we're into spooky season, so it's uh, if you want to continue on this train of uh, maybe not just spooky, but Halloween related movies. I know we talked about one that I can bring up. That uh, would you like me to throw out? Yeah, please. Hocus Pocus. I was going. Oh, Hocus Pocus That's- is, uh, is not, a, I mean, it's, it is kind of scary. Someone gets turned into a cat. I find that scary. Uh, but it is not favored by critics and audience love. It. And it has a real hook quality to it. I feel like where it's just around that time. And those damn nineties kids, man, they love their nostalgia. Uh, but I, it's, I, everyone I talk to, it's the same thing with hook. That's why I bring it. It's just, everyone fucking loves this movie from where it's like, Oh, Hocus Pocus. I got a shirt I, that on it. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, I mean, I love that idea. Cool. Well, should we do that? Yeah. Okay. We'll see how long this, this horror uh, time goes. This will, uh, this one will probably, yeah, it will be, these will be coming up for, for, for Halloween. I'm excited. Uh, have you seen that one before? Yes. Hocus Pocus. I've definitely seen. It's been a while for me, man. I think I started it somewhat in the past couple of years or something for Halloween and maybe didn't make it all the way through. So, uh, I just remember someone gets turned into a cat, right? Yeah. I think there's some weird shit. That stuff freaks me out. I don't know. Something about that. That just, that scares me. <laughs> maybe it's going to be scarier <laughs> than the witch. I don't know. I don't know. I'm wow. Man. No, uh, we're on unearthing some deep seated, uh, yeah. Phobias. Yeah. It sounds like there's three witches in this one. Hey. <laughs> Hey, oh boy. Um, thank you everyone for joining. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, we uh, we have a couple places you can reach us. We we stream this out to Twitch if you ever catch us on uh, Polarized Pod, uh, Polarize the Pod on Twitter. Twitter. Um, we uh, we occasionally post things. We're trying to get more more active about it. Um gmail if you'd like to send us anything uh polarize the pod at gmail.com i believe it is um damn it this is a polarized pod i always forget brandon i always forget uh anything you would like to say it's polarized no, the-, the pod at gmail.com I, we would love to hear from you if you have anything to say yeah and that's all i would say as well as uh feedback is welcome um i hope everybody's enjoying it yeah, I'm ex- excited to continue this spooky conversations about some, I feel like, you know, 
we're kind of novices of the horror genre, so it'll be uh-huh. fun for for us to go through together. Um, and I'm gonna need someone by my side because I'm scared. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, All right. thank you, everyone. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.